Retro nonsense in the house, y'all. Autobots, transform and roll out. No, I am your father. No! Fight for freedom wherever there's trouble. G.I. Joe is there. G.I. Joe. Just give me my retro. Hello and welcome to the Retro Nonsense Podcast. This is episode 10. Um... So we're creeping up on our, on our, because it's been ten months, right, Chris? Because we do this once a month. So yeah, I mean, <laughs> it seems like one year's on the on the horizon. Yeah, yeah. So I, it's hard to believe it's uh, episode ten already. Uh, I am Duke, and with me, as always, is my good friend Chris Roberts. And this month, we are going to talk about '80s ad campaigns and commercials. The '80s is well known for its wacky hairstyles and memorable clothing and music. Also, their ad campaigns were quite memorable and interesting. So we're going to talk a lot about all those commercials that we remember from our youth uh, in the 80s. So before we get started, I want to mention the Beat the Bandy Challenge this month is Rad Racer. And if you want to join along, it's simple. You just play the game and go to our Discord and post your high scores and try to, try to be on top. So I'm having fun with it. Chris, have you played Rad Racer this month at all? No. no. <laughs> you guys is got a pretty, pretty quick head start, and I was like, yeah, good. <laughs> is it a game uh, you don't care for, or you just don't have you know, interest right now? Or You know what? In all honesty, I've been, I've been playing a couple other games, yeah. and uh, it just couldn't draw me from them. Um, yeah. I've been playing uh, this shark game called Man Eater on PlayStation 4, and I was also playing... Uh, Miles Morales. Uh, oh you don't, yeah, yeah. You, you don't have none of the the newer PlayStations, right? Or Xbox? No, no, no. Yeah, the. I mean, really. I mean, it was fun playing it, but um, it was just basically just DLC for the other Spider-Man mm. game. Like, I yeah. mean, it was. It felt like you just got maybe a couple of more levels. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what I mean? I mean, it had its own storyline, but I mean, I I could have finished it already. I you know because it gave me a warning that um if i went any further in the game that i couldn't upgrade or anymore or something like that so i was assuming or maybe even said that i might be entering the final stage of the game um it felt pretty fast so yeah i don't know but it's been sitting on the shelf collecting dust so i've been playing both of them uh this some things i probably got either for christmas or around christmas last year so cool yeah anyways it couldn't it couldn't pull me away to play uh (laughs) Well, speaking of modern consoles, I, I know we don't usually talk about this kind of thing, but I just picked up a Nintendo Switch five years later, finally. <laughs> so I'm pretty excited about that. Um, it's interesting. I, I, I'm the only one in my entire family who didn't have one. All three of my kids had a sw- have a Switch, and so does my wife. And, uh, well, one of the biggest the biggest triggers was this new Metroid game I saw that's coming out in October. Yeah, it looks good. When I saw that, Metroid 5, another, you know, 2D side-scrolling Metroid. I was like, well, I got to get that because I'm like a huge Metroid fan. And I really like the one that came out for the 3DS, um, Samus Returns. Yeah. Um, really well, liked it, it. I did, too. I I, yeah. um, I felt like uh, it took 
Well, because, you know, it was based on part two, right? Mm-hmm. The the original part two. They just kind of remade it. and Yeah, the, the Game Boy. Uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of like what they did with... Uh, a little bit like what they did with part one on uh, on the GBA, how they redid it. And, yes. Um, gave uh, it a map. Zero. And, right. Uh, zero Metroid mission. Zero. You're right. Yeah. That's what it was. Yeah. Zero Mission. Um, yep. So it's kind of like that a little bit, I guess. I think they actually went a little further than Zero Mission did, but uh, it was really good. So yeah, yeah I, I'm I, looking forward to it as well. Yeah, and I think it's the same team involved that did Samus Returns. Or at least I partial. thought I heard that too. I, yeah, I, I watched a little like presentation and they said... I did too. Yeah, it was the same, yeah. or at least par- partially the same team. So... Uh, I'm really looking forward to it. So that was um, really the biggest trigger. But also, have you been following this Amico console situation at all? The Intellivision so, Amico. Are you talking? Yeah, you're talking about that. Yeah, that, uh, Intellivision deal, right? Yeah. Um, well, you know, to me, all those things feel like they're dead on arrival. Even if they were to make it to market, like that Atari. Yeah. V, what is it a VC- vcs it, yeah well the original thing was called an atari vcs but well, that's what this is called too is that called a vcs uh-huh still? Yep. okay well whatever it's not it's garbage it's just an emulator <laughs> you know what i mean like it's not uh it's not really a console no it's uh, really strange i mean it, it it launched and it is essentially from what i'm what i watched on youtube and read it's just like a mediocre like Raspberry Pi type thing where you can yeah. just play some retro games and like bring up the internet kind of thing and put some Netflix on there I guess but I mean it's just overpriced and does the same thing that everything else does so right you know what's so funny is like a console like that could have been huge like in 93 or something you know mm-hmm. what I mean yeah. <laughs> like it's right now it's nobody wants that it it reminds me of that uh, Soldier Boy uh, that rapper who put out the Soldier Boy uh, gaming consoles and all that, and all it was was just like you know Raspberry Pis or, or probably not even that. You know, <laughs> it felt it really felt like those bootleg carts you would buy at the swap meet. You know, right? It had like a well, hundred hundred on one cart kind of thing, and or or now they have like those knockoff Nintendo classics. You know, those little mm-hmm. those yeah. little mini yeah. Nintendos, but now they're like a thousand games on. Yeah, it. it's like, yeah. That's all that stuff reminds me of. It's like yeah, why would you? Just... I mean. Well, you know, the, it, ironically, the I was f- slightly interested in that Amico system when they first, and this is like two years ago when they right. first started talking about it, and I've been kind of watching, and it's it's turned into like one of those dumpster fire situations where it's just disaster. They delayed it twice already. There's another delay coming, I think, imminently. Um, I don't even know if it's ever going to come out. If it does, it's probably going to be just, you know, it's probably not going to do any, you know, do well or or maybe even never come out. Who knows? But sure. Um, it, I, you know, I started kind of looking into the, the or thinking about the concept of having a console like that. That was simple, and you know, it had arcade-style games and score, score attack games, as you call them, and stuff like that. And then I was like, well, I started thinking, well, everybody in my house has a Switch, and it's, they have the similar games, if not the same type of games, and they've got Zelda and Metroid right. and Mario. <laughs> like, Why don't I just buy yeah. a Switch? So, the, thinking about the the Amico really kind of got me to buy a switch <laughs> that's so, funny thinking about almost getting scammed yeah got you yeah to buy one of the best systems ever. and i don't want to get into it but it's it's really um turned into quite a mess this uh tommy tyler rico 
It oh yeah. Well, it is, reminds me of kind of that that the Coleco. Uh, what was that? Chameleon. Chameleon. Right. Yeah. It kind of reminds me of that. Except Very I think much. this might be a little further along than that in the development process. But it all seems like a big scam. Well, there's a lot of shady stuff and like double right. talk and like dishonesty and just questionable techniques and. I don't know. I'm just I'm 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 going. I'm steering away from it. Well, it's just and, and in all me. honesty, like the uh, Atari's brand is barely alive. You know what I mean? And now you're starting to get into the Intellivision and the ColecoVision. Uh, well, Intellivision you know, was never even good to begin with. It was a terrible console, right? I mean, that well, controller well, was right, obnoxious. Well, but I, I'm just saying, like, there might be some people who you know have fond memories of it, but not enough to matter no. you know what i mean no. like you, they would be better off trying to relaunch the sega if they were going to do something like this you know what I yeah mean? and and the the idea to just buy the the name of the company well that's all they're doing is yeah. slapping it on some little janky box i mean did you see they... on twitter uh a couple of weeks ago atari the official atari twitter put on uh, put up a tweet about the 35th anniversary, 40th anniversary of um, what was the Star Raiders, and they put up a picture yeah. of Solaris, <laughs> and they put the wrong thing up, right? Yeah, I don't even know what so they're doing awkward. because they're not—they're not the original Atari. It's just some no. other company that bought it that don't even know what they're doing. So that's that. Was and, and it's not even the company that bought it. It's like just so many companies down the line at this point. I would imagine. Yeah. Like it, I'm sure it's changed hands several times. And really, I mean, what do they own? They just own, like, the name. I mean... I guess. I don't there's know. There's nothing... I mean, what are they going to... I mean, the library... I mean, what what, what, what exactly would that entail? <laughs> you know what I yeah. mean? Like, exactly. Um, and with this Amico thing, apparently some of the original team members are back, and they got all these licenses for all these older games and uh, Major League Baseball and all this stuff, right. but... I don't know. I just think it's going to... I don't even know what's ever going to come out. I, I can see how it could be fun if you had some, you know, young developers or maybe some, you know, <clears throat> older developers, whoever, who still enjoy, you know, um, programming games, simple games like that. But it just seems very... Um, like, I don't know. It just doesn't seem like it has potential for a lot of growth. I mean... Yeah, and everybody, it's everybody has that in their hand. You could play simple games on your I phone. I know, and the, the games you know look I mean? really, <clears throat> the games look really bad. They look like like uh, cell phone games. You're right. That's what and I'm saying. So it's like, why wouldn't you just play the old games you already own or buy other yeah. old games? And the marketing is strange. Like Tommy Tallarico is trying to make it sound like there's not. He's saying like that this this family, like, couch co-op thing is gone. Right. And I'm like, I watch my family like all the time playing their Switch together. My Bobby and I were playing Street Fighter 2 the other day on his Switch. Now, well, not um, only that, I mean, that that whole Animal Crossing last yeah, year during, yeah. the, during the lockdown. You yeah, know what I mean? yeah. Like, that was the largest selling game of all time. Yep. And the timing was just perfect for that. Yeah, so I, I don't know what. It's ridiculous. That's definitely a family friendly game. And yeah. from my timeline, was played by a lot of families. So yeah, yeah and you know. watch the the marketing for it, and it's like the guy's talking like in a, he's like in a different universe. It's like, well, I don't know what you're talking about. This this stuff exists everywhere, and it's just really strange. I don't know. The whole thing's a mess. And anyway, I got a switch. I'm happy with that, and I haven't really played it much yet. I just got it like two days ago, but um, I did play some Mario Odyssey because Luke. He's got a whole library of Switch games that I can use whenever I want. So I grabbed Mario Odyssey, 
and uh, played through the first level where you get to the the ship and you kind of start off and it was really fun. I'm really having a good time with it. So I think that's going to be a, a fun game. I did play Breath of the Wild on the Wii U. So right. I already played through that and I love that game. So that that was fantastic. Well, I, don't, I, do... I don't think there's a lot different. I mean, obviously graphic or graphic wise it looks a little better, but um I'm yeah. pretty sure the same DLC. I don't know if you got the DLC when you had the on the Wii U. No, no. I just played probably, through the original game. They they had DLC for it, so Yeah, Luke's got I'm it not, all. For uh Breath of the Wild though, for Yeah, he's got he's got all the DLC. Oh, he's for Breath got of the Breath Wild. of the Wild too. Oh, well then oh, you're yeah, good. Yeah, oh, yeah he's so got the motorcycle. I, mean, I saw him playing around on a motorcycle and he's got all yeah, he's yeah. got all that DLC. Yep. Yeah, so, so it's it's a uh, I don't know. I, I I like Breath of the Wild better, but I think Odyssey was great. I mean, it's a really good game. Mario Kart's really fun. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, they're, you know, I know that's a Wii U port, but who cares? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's still really good. And um, yeah, I played a ton of that on the Wii U. Mario Kart. I did too. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I, what I like about the on the Switch is you can play online, which is pretty cool. Right. Yeah. So this is yeah, the first so. new console I've bought since the Wii U, which has been. In a while. I Gosh, I, I probably bought that within a year of when it was eight years? launched. Yeah. yeah, so I have not. So I'm. it's a little intimidating to get back into some minor modern gaming, I guess, because I'm not used to it. But, you know, the type of games that I play are going to be like Mario Odyssey and Breath of the Wild. I'm not going to play like first-person right. shooters or anything like that. And But it's cool because you got that the Nintendo library and Super Nintendo library on there. Mm-hmm. So and it's I've been really playing cheap. around with I mean, that. twenty bucks yeah. for a year. I mean, that's, yeah, that's yeah. to have access to those games. Plus, they have those other games that come out. Like right now, it's Pac Man ninety nine. They had Mario ninety nine. There's still Tetris ninety nine. Like these are really fun battle royale yeah. style games that um, are still retro, but yet have a modern twist to mm-hmm. them. Yep. Um, really fun, and um, I love it. I mean, the Mario yeah. one was great, and I hope they bring it back at some point. But uh, that one was great. And, I mean, yeah. essentially, it was just you're just playing the game, but the way you know you have to clear these levels, and when you know you do a certain thing on your screen, you could throw enemies to another screen, and um, once you get it down, it's pretty fun. Cool. I have to check that out. Yeah. Anyway, so right. uh, want to talk about some commercials? Yeah. Yeah. Let's do that. Let's dive right in here. So we broke this down into some categories here. I guess should I read the categories ahead of time or just dive yeah, right sure, into them? Yeah, sure. If you want. So we got, you know, we we figured the big ones were sodas and fast food, toys, cereals, and then other foods, and then other. So it's right. like six categories that we're going to kind of break down. So we don't have a specific number. This is not like a top ten or top twenty. We're just going to kind of chat about each category and and talk about the. I guess the most memorable ones, the ones that had the biggest impact um, for us and also, you know, on the culture and just kind of talk about them. So the first category I have is sodas. So I'll let you pick one first, Chris. What what soda commercials do you want to talk about from the 80s that stood out? Well, I'll tell you, Pepsi and Coke um, probably dominated the soda commercial category for me. Of and course, uh, yeah. one of the ones, and it even has like a personal connection too, on top of just the the commercial itself. But they had this thing called the Pepsi Challenge, and um, 
where uh, you know you the a couple would come up, or, or no, they would be going through the mall, or maybe they'd be set up somewhere. People would come up and they'd be, like, "Hey, you want to check out this soda?" And they'd have two cups, and they'd be like, "What, what soda do you like?" And they're always Coke drinkers, right? Oh, I love Coke. You never heard them <laughs> say like, "I'm I drink Seven Up" or anything. They always right. said Coke, and then they're like, "Oh yeah, okay, well we'll see which one you like better." And they would drink one of the sodas, and. It turns out, of course, it was Pepsi. And they thought it was the greatest soda ever. Like, oh, this is so great. And it's like, well, you drank Pepsi. So now you're an idiot, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, then, I, then I'm then i pretty sure it was still called the Pepsi Challenge. But they had a bottle cap game that came along um, that um, when you would, you know, you get the 16th ounce bottles. They'd be, they'd be long back then. So you'd, you'd get the bottle, you'd take the cap off, and underneath there'd be a letter. And, um, you know, if you, you'd have to get uh, five letters, you have to spell Pepsi. So obviously P was a common letter. And I think, um, I don't know if it was E or the I, or, you know, whichever one, one of the other ones was like the rare one, right? <laughs> right. So you're always looking for that one. And, you know, of course, I never found it. But years later, um, and this was like way much later, like, I don't know, seven, eight years later, I was at a friend's house and this was a guy that I didn't know during this, the Pepsi challenge era, but you know, like sixth, seventh grade kind of stuff. And I was at their house and I just happened to look on the wall and I saw like a newspaper article and, and I was looking closer and his little brother was in it and his little brother won the Pepsi challenge. At least he was like one of six people or something that won it. So wow. they, he got he got like a check for sixteen grand or oh I think it was like a hundred yeah I think it was like a hundred thousand dollars for the total so maybe it was five people well, well, however you would divide it up into it I think he got something like that a little over sixteen a little under that's 16, hysterical 000. so that was yeah. local to you in California y- yeah well wow. no it was a national campaign but no no I'm saying the 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 person oh. that won oh yeah 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 he was. I went to school with his brother for years. Wow. Yeah, he was a really close friend. Yeah, it was just (laughs) weird. And, you know, it was one of the first times I was out there. Well, you know, maybe it wasn't one of the first. It was one of the earlier experiences going to their house, you know, going Mm -hmm. over there to stay the night or something. And I'm looking at the wall, and I'm like, what the heck? But... Um, That's funny. So the anyway, so the Pepsi challenge. I, I remember thinking I could always beat that challenge. You know, if you'd have put any two sodas. That's so phony. No, no, there's no way any if anybody drinks Pepsi like consistently or Coke, they're gonna know what it tastes like. Yeah, because you so all, have you ever been to a restaurant? I've passed the Pepsi challenge many times. Yeah, where yeah, I've you asked get it. for you a can Coke tell it's not and Coke. they brought yeah. me a Pepsi, and it's like. Oh, you got Pepsi? You know? Oh yeah, right. yeah. You know, it's the same. It's like, well, no, it's not the same. Right. So, yeah. but I do remember that campaign. Um, but when I think of Pepsi, I I think of the Michael Jackson tie-in, and yeah. of course there was that fame, infamous incident where his hair caught on fire. Um, yeah. Remember that? <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think it was part of a, or maybe it was like the. It was the new generation uh, campaign, I the think. The choice of a new generation. Right, right. and I think yeah. this was in somewhere in the middle of that, and they had the Michael Jackson. Uh, Michael Jackson was uh, one of the the spokesmen for Pepsi. Yeah, and there was going to be some epic commercial. Everything Michael Jackson did back then was like a, right. a epic. It wasn't just like a, a 30-second spot. It was like a four-minute commercial with some sure. kind of, you it's know. it's going to be a big deal. Right? Yeah, so during that, the filming of that, apparently there were some fireworks, and his hair caught on fire. And it was all the new. Everybody was talking about Michael. Did you hear yeah, Michael Jackson's hair caught on fire? Because yeah. Michael Jackson was like, you know, it. 
just the bee's knees back then. And everybody loved him, and he was so good-looking and talented, and everybody was just terrified that he got scathed, you know, or whatever. Right. Could have been, could have been hurt. And it's so funny because I remember his hairstyle back then was kind of like where his hair was like stuck to the side of his head a little bit. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, he probably like had it was some almost sort like hairsprayed or, or something. And I Maybe. thought, I remember seeing that, and I thought, oh. Look, he, his hair got burned and stuck to his head stuck now. Stuck to his head. But I yeah. think that was just the, the, the hairstyle. <laughs> just the hairstyle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, we learned about all this, if I remember right. That made the news before that commercial aired. Oh, yeah. I don't think the commercial... Uh, I don't think that commercial ever aired, did it? Oh, I'm pretty sure it up. did. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Did no, it? I mean, I mean, you didn't see him getting burned. No, no, well, but... obviously, but... <laughs> They didn't keep but that you in. Think they worked around it and they figured out a way to cut it to. Oh yeah, I'm pretty Jackson sure that getting caught on fire. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure that yeah. that ad campaign still came out. There was still a Michael Jackson commercial that came out. Sure. Well, yeah, but, I mean, I know there was tons. He had multiple commercials. It wasn't just one, yeah. but uh, I, I mean, I think you're right. I just uh, it's just yeah, because you know, I remember his, uh, tenacity, the, right? That he's gonna yeah. Still I, but I remember the commercial. anticipation was was greater. Because everybody yeah. wanted to see this commercial now because it was the one where there was fireworks and he was dancing around. And, of course, we were, you know, as kids, I was looking for the moment where maybe the, you could see the hair. But, of course, you're not going right. <laughs> to see that. Yeah. But no. I just remember that was like a huge thing when Michael Jackson's hair caught on fire with the Pepsi. So that was certainly something that stuck out in my head. And then also yeah, around sure, the man. same time, uh, Michael J. Fox was – doing a campaign with pepsi as well right he was doing the diet pepsi commercials oh is that what okay diet yeah because i was just watching some of them earlier and uh i forgot how because i it showed i was watching one of those playlists that shows you know x amount of commercials from the 80s or whatever time you put in and uh i forgot how many different ones there were oh of, yeah um, yeah i was like man these were really good they're like little kind of mini movies they were pretty cool yeah, and then there was that Coke one that was like all emotional and it was like a bunch of people holding hands and singing on a mountaintop or something. You know what I'm right. talking about? It yeah, was like the you want to buy the world a Coke. That's it, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was a big almost like a we are the world kind of vibe, you know? Yeah, well it was pre we are the world, the world but yeah. Build a home and furnish it with love. Grow apple trees and honeybees and snow white turtle doves. I like to teach the world to sing. Sing with me. Perfect harmony. Perfect harmony. I like to buy the world a Coke and keep it company. And the real thing. Yeah. So that that was like a I think that was like a real long commercial too. It was like a big yeah. Long it was, song and I think I, and at some point I think you started getting. You never notice when commercials. Like usually when they first come out, you get like the you know the really good part of the commercial. It's the full commercial, and then then they start having an edited version of the commercial. Oh yeah, you especially notice that like when you watch a Super Bowl commercial, right? You'll see the real a real funny commercial, and like next time you see it, it's like a, a third the size. Hey, all the funny parts are gone. You know? Yeah, it's it's funny how they do that, but yeah, yeah. No, the, those are great commercials. Um, one I think about, and it's. I mean, it was the probably the biggest uh, disaster campaign was New Coke, and yeah. it's when uh, Coca Cola had the crazy idea to 
change their formula to taste more like Pepsi. I'm assuming, <laughs> right? I'm assuming uh, Pepsi's new generation campaign. I mean, they were really tapping into athletes. They were tapping into you know like Michael Jackson, real famous people. Um, so they were probably really uh, taking a chunk out of their market at the time. But I mean, this was such a panic move to change their formula. Like nowadays, they wouldn't change the formula. They would just create a new version of it, right? I mean, you would have, right. you know. Coke Zero, Cherry Coke, Vanilla Coke, Vanilla Cherry. You know, like they have all these various flavors of the same soda. Right. Um, but they changed the entire formula uh, and they used Max Hedrum, which uh, was like this computer animated, you know, guy, pitch man. And yeah. um, it was really cool. I mean, he ended up having um, uh, like a little TV series. Well, I think initially he was based off of a TV series from overseas or something like that. But anyways, he he eventually had a TV show, and I remember watching it as a kid. It was, I didn't watch it when it first came on because I think it was on nights. My dad would watch something else, but I caught it in syndication, and it kind of had um, maybe like a future Terminator vibe. Yeah, thing. it was like a dystopian future yeah, kind of vibe. Yeah, yeah, stuff like that. It was pretty cool. Yeah, I don't, I don't yeah. want to say it was great, but you know, it was, it was cool for the time. recently well maybe a year and a half ago whenever the last season of uh, stranger things was out um, they had brought up new coke in it and coke re-released new coke back to the markets again so <laughs> i didn't even know that yeah and also uh another kind of spectacular fail soda was uh the uh, crystal pepsi oh yeah yeah it was Which weird i i remember thinking like you know what that would have been a great soda marketed to bars you know what i'm saying yeah, for some reason yeah. like for you know making cocktails or something i guess sure you know, maybe, you know, if you could have marketed it that way, but just the fact that it, it just tasted like a regular Pepsi, but it actually didn't taste as good as a regular Pepsi. So what exactly were you getting? Just a clear soda? It was, it was a gimmick. It had to have been just a gimmick yeah. because you know, they didn't get rid of regular Pepsi, right? It was, this was like a side no, flavor. No, it was just a yeah. side Pepsi. Yeah. So I remember Pepsi. thinking, oh, I want to try that. I want to see if it really tastes like Pepsi. And it's one of those weird mind trick things where you're you're looking at this clear, you know, beverage, and it's right. it kind of tastes like Coke or or Pepsi, which is like a cola and dark, and it's your brain just couldn't like handle it. It was like, uh, what's yeah, going you're, on here? You're you know? Expecting it to taste <laughs> right. like Seven Up or Sprite. So but, it was like a strange experience, and it yeah, just, it just weird. It, yeah, it was very gimmicky. Well, they had a very huge campaign with a uh, van. Van Halen or, or the Sammy Hagar version. So uh, they had the Sam Van Hagar had a. Ah. They did that. I, I believe it was that Right Now song. Oh yeah, and yeah, yeah. I think I that, that whole campaign was uh, Right yes. Now, and it's all about drinking this new soda, and it was really dramatic and everything. And I just it it, it felt like something was on the line. You know what I mean? Like I needed yeah. to drink this soda, or, <laughs> right. or, or else. You know what I mean? It was so dramatic. Yeah, but, a lot uh, of things were dramatic back then. Yeah, but it was nothing, man. It was just a it was just a Pepsi that didn't taste as good as Pepsi. So what was the point? Yeah, and then the, going back to the new Coke thing, that was that was such a bizarre and strange. I, it's like a layperson would know that's that's a movie you just don't make. 
Right. You know, yeah, it really that makes that they you think there up, was something that went on behind the scenes. Well, right? they were slipping. They were slipping. Coke was not doing well right. in the markets. And they were, like you said, they were kind of panicking a little bit. It had to be a panic, but that's crazy, though. But to that, change uh, the entire flavor, what, what in the world are the chances of everybody going, oh, yeah, this is better? I don't know. Unless they, unless they're, I mean, unless they were that seeing so far ahead that they knew that there would be a public outcry to bring back the regular Coke. I got, because oh my gosh, yeah. If that's when the they case, brought back geniuses. the regular, <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. I can't imagine they could have been that smart, but I mean, uh, when whenever there was this, when there was an outcry for us, when they came back, their, their sales shot through the roof because now you have all these Coke drinkers rushing back out to buy the Coke they couldn't have. Can you imagine yeah. scalpers would have made a fortune during that? When, it, when those Cokes started coming <laughs> off the shelf, you know what I mean? Of course, that's where your mind goes, right? Of course. Yeah, I mean, like, man, I'd be selling 12-packs on the on eBay or whatever whatever the 82 equivalent was. Yep. Or well, 86, whatever that was. But, um, but yeah, it, it, uh, and, and then at one point, when they did bring back the Coke, the original formula, they, they didn't just bring it back and get rid of new Coke. They still had a can that said new Coke, and then the other one would be Coca-Cola Classic. Yeah. So... It's like, um, all right. I mean, it's so, like, why didn't you just do that to begin with? You know what I mean? Right. And then nobody they just kept Coca-Cola. But, you know, probably the, I guess the answer is it really probably they made a good amount of money initially off new Coke because everybody wanted to try it. And then right. then, you know, of course, their sales slipped for a little while and then they brought back old Coke. And then now you're going to have people. I wonder when they discontinued it. Cause at some point they discontinued new Coke. I forgot. Sure. I should have looked that up, but, um, anyway, I don't think it was, lasted very long. It might've been. Yeah. It, I think once they, everybody, when Coca-Cola classic came back, that's what everybody went back to. And nobody was right. drinking new Coke. Cause it tasted disgusting. I remember, I remember thinking, Ew, this is gross. Right. It tasted strange. I, you know what? I, Okay, I'll tell you another weird story about it. Um, so, at the time, like, the standard can size was 12 ounces, okay? Just like your standard 12-pack can now, but if you went to the store and you bought it off the shelf, like, you would only get a 12-ounce can. But they, for New Coke, they had these extended cans that were 16 ounces, and then on the can, it said four ounces are free. So, essentially, you were supposed to pay the same price for that soda because you're getting you know but you're getting four free ounces following uh, so far all right yes. so but the the store this little ripoff store we would go to they had like a you know like one of those barrels that was full of them and on the barrel said 99 cents so uh my friend's mom she gave us a couple bucks said go ahead and go get your guys self a soda and bring me back my change well when we came back we didn't we only we didn't have no change you know it was they were 99 cents a piece she only gave us two bucks right right but the other sodas were like, I don't know, 69 cents, the 12 ounces. <laughs> but we're like, well, she's like, why'd you get those? He goes, well, because uh, you get four ounces for free. Look, it says it right here on the can. And she's like, well, how much did you pay for it? Well, 99 cents a can. Well, we didn't we didn't get four ounces for free. You, know what <laughs> you I mean? paid like, for those four ounces. Right? Yeah. I mean, we paid a reduced rate, but we got ripped off. I was like, oh, man. <laughs> that was some hard lot. Some hard, I mean, his mom had to pay the price for that lesson, but, man, that was, that was a rough lesson, man. I was like, man, oh. That, that 35 or 40 cents, man, she must have been hurting. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, she probably made 250 an hour back yeah, then. Yeah, it so. was the 80s, yeah. Yeah, who knows. <laughs> 
And the only other soda one that I put on here that was memorable to me was the Dr. Pepper. I'm a, I'm a pepper, you're a pepper, mm-hmm. that song. That little jingle just kind of stood out to me, and it was always people like dancing down the street Drink singing Dr. that song. Pepper and I'm proud. I'm part of an original crowd. And if you look around these days, there seems to be a Dr. Pepper craze. I'm a pepper, he's a pepper, she's a pepper, we're a pepper. Wouldn't you like to be a pepper too? I always liked Dr. Pepper. That was one of my favorite sodas. It um, was mine, too. Yeah, I love Dr. Pepper and Cherry Coke. My two go-to. I haven't drank soda in, like, I don't even know how long now. But really? When I, yeah, I haven't drank soda in probably, I don't know, 15 years <laughs> or something oh, like that. Wow. But um, when I did, Dr. Pepper and, and Cherry Coke were my two favorite sodas. Yeah, they're really good. I never solid, liked Pepsi. Solid choices. Yeah, um, you know Pepsi. what? I, I have to say I went through a Pepsi phase because my dad went through a Pepsi phase. Yeah. If that makes any sense. You know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah. you know, you drink what's in the house. And uh-huh. he went he went through a Pepsi phase for a little while. And, and uh, I have to admit, I got used to it. And I liked it. And uh, our fairs around here seem to be uh, sponsored by Pepsi. So if you were at the fair and you got a soda, you would most likely had got a Pepsi. It seemed like a lot of uh, outside activities in my area this must be like a Pepsi area, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, we have Cokes, obviously, but, you know, like, the the guys who must be out there hustling for for fountain drinks must be hustling harder for Pepsi, because they do seem to cover a lot of outdoor events around here. But anyway, so I did get used to Pepsi for a while, but if, uh, if I had to choose, I'm going Coke all the way. Well, I'll say, if uh, you agree with me on this, when you're at a restaurant or a fair or something, when it's the fountain soda version... It, it didn't bother me as much. Like, they tasted more similar. It tastes similar. a little different. Yeah. Because I, th- I think they're better. Like, fountain sodas are better than, like, a can right. or a bottle. So when I, if you're at a restaurant and you get Pepsi versus Coke, it mm-hmm. didn't, like, bug me as much as drinking it out of a can or a bottle. That was where right. I didn't like it at all. But if I was at a restaurant, I don't even know if I would notice that much, to be honest with you. But Well, um, then you would fail the Pepsi challenge. <laughs> yeah, maybe I would. Maybe I'd be one of those idiots. Oh, this is my favorite soda now. Right. <laughs> yep. <laughs> well, next I've got uh, fast food. So there's a little bit to talk about here. Um, I only really there was just the you know the three big fast foods back in the '80s were Burger King, McDonald's, and Wendy's. Right. And it, I I couldn't think of any memorable Burger King commercials. And I did some you know looking through the internet. And yeah, I yeah. was right. None of them were memorable at all. It was just boring. No, kind no. of. It was always about our burger being better. You can have it your way. That and the flame, a, the flame broiled. The thing flame was broiled, the, right? But not they, yeah. they never had any kind of campaigns or jingles or anything that really kind of had any kind of an impact. Isn't it? You can have it your way. I thought that was their big jingle. Like you can, um, if you if you don't want ketchup on there, just say and we'll take it off. If you don't, so you can have it your way. I thought that was. I their think 80s so. Jingle. Yeah, but yeah, it, it, it wasn't. It, it didn't compare that... to McDonald's. McDonald's was a juggernaut. I think the i the the um the success in that campaign though with Burger King is they were poising themselves to be number two. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They were yeah. trying to be number one. They were saying they were as good as McDonald's, but what they were actually really trying to do was making you choose between them and McDonald's. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's yeah. not the choice. Uh, you know, Burger King's like, the only reason we went to Burger King is when they had, like, the five cheeseburgers for a dollar or um, when they had the Star Wars cups. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. You know, yeah. We went there for all the etch glasses. But, yeah, um, I mean, the Star Wars glasses were, were certainly um, something that to this day I'm very thankful that they did because I still mm-hmm. I like having them, and they're awesome. And they uh, they hold up, and they're still in good shape. Yeah. And they, they were good quality glasses. So, um, they were. Yeah, it's cool and, to and have you know, those. That was such a cool little uh, time. That's something that, you know, marketing-wise, I don't know if they'll ever go back to that again because, you know, glass – you know, being kind of a fragile product or it costs more, right? Yeah. I mean, there are some businesses that, that will still give you a glass, like a bar or a A&W. You can get mugs there and stuff like that. But um, McDonald's and Burger King and even Taco Bell and Arby's, it seemed like all of them, they all cranked out these commemorative glasses. Mm-hmm. And they were so fun to have, you know? Yeah, like um, I, I don't remember, you know, I know that Star Wars was Burger King, but... I, yeah. I had um, Smurf glasses. I don't know who right. had those. Um, yeah. I had the Muppets back as a right. kid. They might have all been from Burger King. I don't know. No, McDonald's had some. I think McDonald's might have had some of those that you mentioned. I, I know McDonald's also did uh, – they did these glass coffee mugs where they were clear. Yeah. They were Garfield. I have, I I have one some of those, of those yeah. yeah. Yeah, I got one of those sitting around here. But it, the, McDonald's also had their own branded glasses, like a yep. Grimace. With their, yeah. with, you're right, with their characters on it. So they were the... But, you know, McDonald's really went all in on um, the as far as cross-promoting because uh, whatever they weren't doing with glasses, or they shifted all that to, to the Happy Meals. Yeah. Yes, because yeah. every every big movie would be branded one of those Happy Meal bags yep. or the yep. boxes or whatever it was at the time. So um, yeah. So I guess we're talking about McDonald's. You know, they they certainly had a uh, you know a ton of um, different ad campaigns that all were very effective because they I was yeah. watching them. I was like, oh man, I remember this one and this one. Um, some of their jingles, uh, they had that song. You know, can you do it? Can you can you recite the song? The two all beef patties. Oh, the two all beef patty, special sauce, special sauce, lettuce, cheese, pickles, onions on a sesame seed bun. Yep, <laughs> that's yeah. it. Bingo. Well, you got but it. then they also had like, "Have you had your break today?" Which I thought yep. was a really clever. Um, clever and it's one a good them. time for the great taste of McDonald's. McDonald's. There's yep. that one. So all yep. their little jingles were were catchy, and they they really um they they lasted a long time. You know, they yeah. they went on. They they, th- they did for years. Yeah. And of course, you had the you know the in watching going back and watching the McDonald's commercials, it was really unsettling to see how they pandered to kids so much with this right. cruddy food. And it's really mm-hmm. I don't want to get you know, political about it or anything, but it's just it was it's really something that um, kind of it was unsettling to watch. Yeah, oh, this just really hard. Well, legislation obvious... has come out since then. <laughs> you know what I mean? But yeah, um... yeah. But during during the eighties, they were all in on children with yeah. uh, Ronald McDonald, and and I was watching some of the Ronald McDonald commercials earlier, and um, it had so many like side stories. You had the chicken nuggets; they had their yeah. own thing. <laughs> yeah. You had yeah. that early bird bird. They would uh, Birdsy the bird. I don't know. I forgot what her name was. Goldie Birdsy Yellow. I don't know. Some yellow bird that would yep. fly around. You had Grimace. Uh, you know. The Hamburglar. Hamburglar. And then, of course, during the holidays, you'd have, like, the Shamrock Shake or the the Monster Mac Burger during uh, during uh, Halloween. I mean, they, they really didn't miss a beat, man. It was constant campaigns. I wonder how much their 
their budget had to be enormous. I mean, they must oh, have went yeah. to one of the biggest firms because yeah, those commercials are great. So one of them that really sticks out, I think, to both of us, right, would be the Mac Tonight commercial. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. When the clock strikes half past six, Time to head for golden light. It's a good time for a great taste dinner at McDonald's. It's Mac night. Come on, make it. And Mac that seems night. so weird too, because I mean, as a kid, I didn't know anything about that song, Mac the Knife. So I didn't get that reference. I didn't, I didn't either. Know yeah. I didn't know anything about that song. Um, as far as the music goes, um, like that wasn't something that was young and hip. It was a it was a weird campaign, you know. And yeah, it wasn't it you know you were already used to Ronald and all that cast of characters, and they were bringing in this whole different this yeah. different guy. This guy looked like the like a moon. But was Mac tonight? Me was it because they had later hours? Maybe. Like I forgot no, to look I into think, it. I think the or just because you're gonna have McDonald's tonight. Yeah, it was just it's it's McDonald's tonight. That that's that was it. Right. Uh, as far as I remember. Yeah, I, I, if, I was wondering. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the obvious thing is because it's McDonald's tonight. But I was also wondering if they were trying to encourage you to eat later. <laughs> I don't know. You know what I mean? I don't know it's about like, that. I mean, you, but, do you really need to go to McDonald's? At <laughs> But I mean, the ad campaign was effective because I remember it, and it was, you know, it had that song, and it was yep. weird looking with the guy with the talking moon head playing the piano. I still and, have yeah. a cup around here. I got one of the. I got. I got a Mac tonight on a jet ski. Oh. Yeah. Wow. It must have been one of the Happy Meal toys, but it's mm. a Mac tonight dude on a jet ski. Now, does anything else say the '80s more than that? <laughs> yeah. Tell me about it. Yeah, but that that was a weird one, and but again, it it was you know very eighties. You know, it stood out, um, and again, everything they did seemed to be pretty effective. It 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 ran for quite a while. I think that Mac Tonight kind of thing. Yeah, um, but they I, I mean, think they I'm still. I'm sure it's a few years, but uh, it, it it made an impression for sure. Yeah, and I still think when even when they ran those ads, they would still run the the Ronald McDonald ones, oh, the family-oriented one. They, had they would all, have like, multiple ones. They would have yeah. some that were going towards the business. Like, yeah. uh, you know, hey, come to McDonald's and get coffee in the morning. And it was all, like, pushing coffee and the Egg McMuffin. I was mm-hmm. watching a string of them that were just... It was, like, all the, the adult-oriented ones. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's interesting mm-hmm. how they had so many different campaigns going, and I'm sure there was probably some that were aimed towards, you know, ethnic groups or... You know, various ages, elderly, mm-hmm. young. You know what I mean. So yeah, um, they're pretty smart, man. They knew yeah. where to spend their money because, I mean, let's be honest, the food really isn't that good. It's okay. I mean, no. it's, <laughs> you know, it 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 is what you expect it to be. Nothing more. <laughs> you know what I yeah. mean? Like yeah, you know the experience, <clears throat> and and it usually lives up to what you think it's gonna be, and that's it. Like the bare Well, minimum. you know, it's it's very interesting to think back um, on my childhood, and there was a McDonald's in my neighborhood that I could walk to or ride my bike to, it was right there. Yeah. And it really became, I'm trying to think of how I, what I can compare it to. It, it was, um, I don't wanna say a lifestyle, but it was integrated into you know, my childhood in such a way that was it almost like um like Apple tries to do, I guess, where it's like you it's just part of your life kind of thing, right? right? 
Well, McDonald's, I mean, there was birthday parties there. Yeah. There was, you know, kids just kind of congregated there and hung out there. Right. Um, it, it was just kind of like part of the community. And uh, especially when the Happy Meals came along and all that stuff, everybody wanted to go get the, the latest Happy Meal. And um, it was really a, a kind of a big part of my childhood. Um, and back then, fast food, was it wasn't known that it was so terrible. You just kind of trusted, no. and, trusted and, that and it was honestly, beef. The quality <laughs> you know? has changed over the years as well. I mean, for the I better. Think it was I don't probably, even know. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure they've changed pieces of those meats around, man. <laughs> like, yeah. I think some things have gotten better, and then I think other things got worse from how they originally were. But yeah. So fun, some funny memories. I, I got a couple quick stories here about McDonald's. Um, so I, I'll put a picture on Discord. Um, like. Here's another thing. They had like local contests and stuff. I have a picture of me at McDonald's winning a contest, a drawing contest, um, and I drew Darth Vader. I still have the picture. I'll, I'll put it up, like I said. So um, I, I don't remember what the premise was or why there was a drawing contest, but I submitted my, my drawing of Darth Vader and it won. And I have a little plaque. I still have this little plaque. Um, that it's a little wooden plaque with a little gold. It says, you know, winner, first place for drawing. I don't know what it says, but that's something that my local McDonald's did back when I was a little kid. And where do you got that plaque hanging at, dude? It's, it's not hanging up. It's in one of my drawers somewhere. Oh but man, I, st- you I still put that have it. in a prominent place in the game room, man. I still that's have awesome. it. It's a really cool memory. It's a really cool memory. Yeah, um, I had a birthday party at McDonald's as well. Yeah, I had a. I think I had one maybe there, but I went. I'm pretty to sure I had one for sure. I know I have per- pictures of one. I don't think I had more than one, but for and sure. Remember I had that one. that dang cake with those weird balloon candies on there, that were like yeah. kind of like I don't even know what they were. I, I always question so they, whether they, they were presi- edible or they, not. They provided you a cake. Oh yeah, really? I wonder oh, if mine did too. Uh, as far that's how that was part of the package deal. You, you you know you, you buy this. I, I'm assuming that the parents would set up and their their time and date and all, and you would pay because sure. you had like the McDonald's birthday like napkin, not napkins, but the the bibs I think, and there, there was all yeah. kind of little trinkets and little toys, uh-huh. and then yeah, you had the McDonald's cake, and it was always the same exact cake, and it was you know disgusting, and they had like the, I remember they had the, like these balloons on there that were like like chalky kind of like candy type thing and everybody wanted like a piece of that balloon because <laughs> it was like but then when you put it in your mouth and it was disgusting but yeah, yeah. I, I remember having those birthday parties there but it's funny because there was a woman that worked at my McDonald's and her name was Miss Emma and she was always there and she was kind of like the face of our McDonald's and it's so stupid but I, I used to think that her name when I was very young obviously Right. Was Emma because she worked at McDonald's like M because of M. Right? I didn't think of E M M A. I thought of Miss M A, like uh-huh. the letter M. M-M-A. So right, I right. thought she was like McDonald's. I thought that she was part of like you know McDonald's itself. I don't know. It was how my I guess I was a stupid kid, but she was the nicest lady, and everybody knew her, and she was always there, and she was like this icon of the community in the neighborhood, oh, and everybody knew Miss Emma. And I'm sure she's long gone by now because she was old when I was a little kid. But I just love that woman. And everybody did. And everybody treated her well. And she was always there at the birthday parties. And she was the one in my picture that presented to me my plaque for my drawing. So it was, it was so different back then how something is, is you know, kind of corporate. 
and as McDonald's, but in our community, it was some kind of like a, a special thing, you know? Yeah, well, you know, it's strange because I don't think they initially started off to be like this corporate monster. I mean, I think each of them did kind of have a local vibe to them, like you're saying. I mean, it became these hangout spots, but... Um, well, yeah, I think, too, just the, the changes in culture with sure. liability issues. You know, they, they did all have their own Well, I think of, it cost-effective. How much yeah, are they making? How, how much could they make off people sitting in those seats? <laughs> you know what I mean? How long those kids are going to stay there? And remember, I always remember the sign always had that over 30 million served. Sure. You remember those? Yeah, and well, our, now it's like our billions, one, though. Yeah, would yeah. always have that on there. I never understood what that meant, like, as a kid. I'm thinking, what? There's not that many people in Rivera Beach, you know, where the community right. I live in. I like, <laughs> right. And, and, and it would change every once in a while. It would yeah. go up a little bit. I'm like, oh, that's, I don't understand what's going on. But I, it was, you know, obviously worldwide or whatever. Worldwide, sure, yeah. But um, that was funny. The, the signs always had that on there. Yep, another marketing campaign. Yeah, exactly. So I guess well, we've talked enough about McDonald's. <laughs> we have to talk about the big, I mean, I think one that really took, the world by storm or at least i don't know the united states i don't know if they were talking about this in europe but um the where's the beef ad by wendy's uh-huh. where you had this this uh little old lady well actually it was a group of them but it was this one particular one that was barking out it was three of them i think but they're yeah they're yeah. going back to the counter and, and they got their hamburger in their hand and, the, and they got this big gigantic bun and this little tiny patty <laughs> yeah so they're 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 complaining that uh there's no beef. Where's the beef? Where's the beef? And that became the big, uh-huh. the big slogan. You would see where's the beef hats and where's the beef shirts. And yep. It certainly is a big bun. It's a very big bun. Big fluffy bun. It's a very big fluffy bun. Where's the beef? Some hamburger places give you a lot less beef on a lot of bun. Where's the beef? At Wendy's, we serve a hamburger we modestly call the single. And Wendy's single has more beef than the Whopper or Big Mac. At Wendy's, you get more beef and less bun. Hey, where's the beef? I don't think there's anybody. And years later, um, that lady, I guess, eventually, you know, whatever contractual obligations she had to Wendy's, whenever it ran out, some spaghetti sauce had her do a campaign where she's saying, I finally have found it. And she's like, I really? finally found it. I finally found it. And then she holds up uh, this spaghetti sauce jar. And then she's like, this is it. You know, but the, the, there's a spokesman <laughs> talking about how much beef is in it. You know, it's it's, it's a meat sauce and all that right, stuff. Right, right. So she's like, so she found the beef eventually. Years later. <laughs> I didn't know that. Sauce. That's funny. Yeah. I found it. Real beef. It's in there in new Prego Plus spaghetti sauce with beef and onions. I really found it. Prego Plus with chunks of ground sirloin beef. Lots of beef. I finally found it. It's spaghetti sauce. But yeah, that was great. That was a huge campaign, though. Absolutely. That was uh, what they would call a meme now, and it probably even is still. Sure. If you yeah. type "Where's the" in Twitter when, in the gifts, you're going to get "Where's the beef." It probably, probably "Where's the beef." Yeah, and then so. it even became a, like a political campaign. One of the some some politician took that was uh, I I don't know in regards to taxes or in regards to some bill or something. He was like, "Where's the beef?" And I just remember uh-huh. it just became like this thing where you know, you know, like whenever one of those sayings come out. And it's like kids are saying it first, or maybe cool kids, and then maybe little kids are saying it next. The next thing you know, the grandparents are saying that you're off uh-huh. the hook. 
Yeah, it kind of felt like one of those things real quick. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, and then it just becomes, you know, lame, essentially. Right, yeah, for sure. Like, one of the ones that this is off, off topic of the fast food, but the Got Milk campaign. Yeah. Um, I don't know why that was... That, that's not that interesting to me or memorable, but my gosh, every every everybody stole that and, right. and used like I remember there's a Jaguar dealership near me. It's got Jag, got this, got that. I'm like I don't right. know why that is so. It's just so stupid and such an easy, cheap like thing to jump on. I, I don't get that one at all. Well, I tell you what, the milk ads are pretty good because the got milk is still relatively used. You know what I mean? Like, I still mm-hmm. think they still use the Got Milk from time to time when they'll bring it back. But um, early on when we were kids, there was um, the Milk Does a Body Good. That was their big slogan. Yeah. Milk Does a Body Good. And they yeah. had a bunch of those. The milk Does a Body Good. Pass it on. That was their campaign. And uh, right. there was also the one where uh, people would have a milk mustache. It was mostly in print, but I think they also had a TV ads of it, too. But... The, the person would drink a glass, you know, drink some milk, and then when they put the milk down, they'd have a milk mustache. Yep. Yeah, and that was a big campaign too, which uh, frankly I think milk mustaches are disgusting. But um, I remember Michael Jordan, right? Yeah, they all. I think a lot of major people had these milk mustaches. Milk was paying some money. Well, yeah. When I think of the milk mustache ad, I think of Michael Jordan. That's the only one that I can think of that I remember. But yeah, I remember that. And so that wasn't the got milk. That was milk does a body good. That was milk does a body good. Yeah, I believe that, or that was right after that, or right before. But milk does a body good. That was just something. That was one of their big campaigns, and I do believe yeah. it had the milk mustache in it. Like, but I think the milk mustache was its own campaign as well. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. it still used the milk does a body good slogan. Like it, it, yeah, was, it was being marketed multiple ways, but. Which is yeah, crazy. I, it's like it's milk. I'm know? sure this, there's an easy answer to this, but I always found it interesting when something like milk would advertise. It's like, well, what milk? There's different brands. There's different right. companies, different distributors. How, how do they benefit? Uh, how does milk, all of milk, you know, benefit from this ad campaign? It's just strange, well, but it, I'm it sure there's some a, answer. Well, they have a dairy association, so probably all the dairy, it's probably like a... Okay, yeah. I would say it's probably something like a union. You probably have a dairies union, everybody paying into it. Because I yeah. think at the, at the end of the commercial, it says it's... Plus, like, beef, what's for dinner? That's another big uh, campaign that was very similar to the milk campaign. I don't remember that they one. Were, beef, what's for dinner? Beef, it's what's for dinner. I don't remember that one. Yeah, and it would have, like, you know, a bunch of cows stampede around, and then some western-looking dude would be like, beef. What it's what's for dinner? <laughs> they, you know, it's not telling you to go to yeah. any particular place or right, any yeah. particular cut or any particular brand. It's just saying just buy beef. And then there was the other white meat, right? That was the was that that was a pork campaign. Mm-hmm, pork, yeah, the other white. Yeah, meat. they were yeah. the other white meat. So I mean, they, they mm-hmm. the meats have had their standalone campaigns. They've been represented mm-hmm. in this. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Speaking of, back to Wendy's, Dave used to, the guy that's supposed to be the founder of Wendy's, right? He would have a bunch of different campaigns. Yeah, 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 ads. I remember that, yeah, yeah. And He'd then he died. Up late um, at night when he made the cordon blue sandwich in his own kitchen, and then he decided yeah, to sell yeah. it in the in the Wendy's. And, and it, I think if I remember right, now this might have just been a rumor, but everybody said when this 
Dave ad campaign came out that he never showed his daughter because she was really overweight. Yeah, I remember hearing something about that, like the real Wendy was ugly. Yeah, or or just you know heavy or set maybe, or whatever. Yeah, just not pleasant to look at kind of thing. <laughs> right. Maybe she eating too much Wendy's, you know. Maybe I, but, wouldn't that be ironic? His daughter got uh, fat and ugly because of his food. Fat and ugly. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. But, you know, the, the her icon in the uh, Wendy's uh, label or whatever was just her in, in pigtails, like a redhead Right, some girl. little child's picture. Right, but apparently they would say that he won't show her his daughter because she was, you know, overweight. So he didn't, you don't want an overweight person to be uh, – of course, he was he was kind of overweight, overweight, too. He's overweight. Yeah, yeah but, so. I mean, it's a double standard. He's a fat old man. That's okay. Right. <laughs> you don't have right. a young, fat girl on TV. They don't want Right, that. right. Advertisers exactly. don't want that, Duke. No, no, that's that's a no-no. But I guess we'll jump into food since we we kind of well, transitioned. We'll let me give let me get one more. Oh, okay. All right? And this we'll just make this quick because it's just so silly and it would never be done today. And the make a run for the border, the Taco Bell campaign. Oh my gosh, you're right. They would make never have that. The... Oh it would my never, gosh. It would never exist today. I never make even a thought run about for the that. Border. That's hysterical. So I Taco Bells were not around in the '80s when I was a kid. They they came in later in the '90s. Did they have them back when you were young? Yeah, yeah. They. Oh, I, really? We had, we've had Taco Bell in our area since the '70s. I'm sure. Oh, the really? Buildings were yeah. Old when I was really little. I remember when that came on the scene. That was a big deal. Oh, there's a new fast food restaurant, and they sell tacos. And that was that was when I was a teenager. It might originate on the West Coast, and then maybe grab. You guys have that Del Taco too, right? Yeah, Del Taco's more well now it's around here too, but it was I think it was more of a Southern California thing. I'm I'm more in the middle of the state, but um, yeah. it is now. Yeah, yeah. Taco Bell was the only fast food Mexican fast food, if you want to call it Mexican. I don't even know if it's really. Would Mexico consider that Mexican food? <laughs> I don't no. Know. Yeah. Well, if it if they did, they would just consider it food. Right, but yeah, I mean, I did like Taco Bell back in the day when I was a teenager. I did like that; it was good. Well, again, I think this is something where their their quality has changed. Mm, mm-hmm. I think it used to taste better. Oh, really? I haven't had it oh, in forever. It's for sure. like mean, sodas. I haven't had yeah. fast food in, in well, listen, I don't even know how long. You're doing good, man. Stop listening to these commercials and you'll continue <laughs> that streak. But, you know, and they also had that, um, I think this is more of a 90s ad campaign, but that little chihuahua. Adult, yeah, right? I think that was uh, late, mid to late 90s, maybe? Or maybe yeah. even early 90s. Yeah, but they had the Make a Run for the Border. They had the Yo, Yo Quiero Choco, Taco Bell. Or... Yo Quiero Taco Bell. Now you can get two tacos for just 99 cents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what he said. Something like that. Yeah, and... Um, but they they were another company that just had multiple campaigns going on. But mm-hmm. um, anyway, I just thought, as far yeah. as the footnote goes, this yeah, nice sure. little make a run for the border campaign was just really kind of funny. If you want to talk about some toys, toy commercials, yeah, we can go in the toys. Yeah, sure. All right. So why don't you go ahead and throw a couple in there? Well, um, I'm just gonna start off with, and this is kind of cheating because it's really not a commercial for a, a particular toy, but the Kids Are Us commercial. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? That you don't want to grow up. Your Toys R Us kid. That would play all the time. Anytime that commercial came on, it had my full attention. Absolutely. You know I mean? um, that was a brilliant commercial with Jeffrey the Giraffe. 
Yeah, absolutely. And the, the song was good. And you, like you said, you wanted to watch that commercial because you're seeing these kids like in the store. Right, playing with all the fantasizing toys. about yeah. going down those aisles and seeing all those toys. And that was that was something that's that's missing from modern times is those nice toy stores, you know, Toys R Us specifically. We also had a K, uh, KB, not KB, um, that's another one too. But Well, KB is um, another one, but right. It, I never liked KB because they were overpriced and they were small. They were always at the mall. Yeah, you know, inside to, to the me, mall. KB was always a mall backup. Yeah, I would I go never to liked KB, KB if I was in the mall and I just was like, all right, let's just go through the toy store. Yeah. Or um, if I was really looking for something and it was like, well, they didn't have a Toys R Us and they didn't have it over here. So let me go check out KB real quick. But they were always more expensive. Oh, yeah. But over here on the East Coast, we had Kitty City. That was yeah. uh, that was the one that I went to the most. That's where I bought most of my Nintendo games and Atari games and my G.I. Joes. Could you try again? Okay, I don't know what that was. <laughs> my phone's talking to me. Oh, that's my watch. Oh my gosh, got too much tech here. Sorry, but we had <laughs> we had the Kitty City, and um, uh, there was a Toys R Us as well, but it was for a little further away. So the Kitty City was the one that I frequented the most. But it was such a magical experience going into Kitty City, and just looking at all the toys, picking them up off the shelves, looking at the boxes, you know, touching them, and just daydreaming about getting stuff for your birthday or Christmas. And uh, I really miss that. Uh, that kind of experience even the in when, when toys r us was still around uh just a few years ago it just wasn't the same they didn't have as much stuff they were a little bit smaller um at least where i am um i don't know and the toys just didn't seem as um plentiful yeah we didn't have one of those or at least in my area i mean locally we had the toys r us but we also had another toy store called arthur's toys which had mm. a couple locations um, that was actually my first toy store that I had fell in love with, uh, love with was that one before Toys R Us came to town. And then once that marketing campaign, and the first time I went to one of those, I was like, oh, my God, look at all this. Yeah. <laughs> like, I remember even in my early 20s, um, sometimes when we'd want to go kill time or something, like we just, you know, go go to, drive, go to town, go shopping around or looking around. One of the stops, we would just go walk around in Toys R Us just for the heck of it, you know? Yeah, so I, it was just just a fun place. Even before they closed down, I would take, you know, like my youngest daughter is like, yeah, you know, let's go look around if you see something you like or whatever. And it was just always fun just walking around all the different yep. kind of toys. It was always so, you know, the, the buildings were very tall, you know. So yep. it was it yep. all everything felt so large in there, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And you felt yeah. so small. It, it really did a good job of maybe even as an adult, you could kind of feel like a kid. Yeah, yeah. So. And I I remember. Um, they must have had these uh, campaigns or these, um, uh, I guess, uh, competitions or whatever, where you would um, potentially win a shopping spree, right? Oh, a, I don't yeah. know if it was at a Toys R Us did that or maybe another toy store. But so I like a supermarket those... sweep kind of thing where you run yeah. through and you can yes, just yes. throw stuff in the basket. Yeah, or... so I, would, I remember laying in bed and dr dreaming about winning this thing where you would run through the aisles and just scoop your favorite toys into the bat whatever you could fill into the basket i think was what it was you could have in, in a certain amount of time or something so i don't know if i'm if i was if i made that up in my head or those were no, real I mean, things it sounds like, <laughs> and it could have even very well been a local promotion for that matter, yeah but um but i remember it sounds just, familiar 
I remember just dreaming about doing that. It would be so cool. I'd go down the Transformers aisle, and I'd grab the biggest Transformers, and I'd get all the G.I. Joes, you know, just thinking about what you would do in that scenario. I remember doing that when I was a kid. Hmm. But, um, yeah, that, that uh, Jeffrey the Giraffe song was just, um, wow, it's, it gives me chills still, especially the Christmas-themed ones, you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so. But, yeah, I mean, aside from the Toys R Us, I have... Uh, well, I have the Nintendo commercials, two that stood out. The one was their, I guess their first kind of one that just now you're playing with power. Yeah, now you're playing with power, and it starts to tell about the different things. Yeah, and I had to throw Nintendo on there, because for me personally, right. um, I loved when those would come on, because I wanted to just see what was going on in the latest game or whatever. But the other one that stood out to me the most was that Zelda one, where that yeah, goof, goofy guy was screaming. <laughs> yeah. It was he was like going crazy or something. He was just screaming Zelda and screaming Tektites and all that stuff. Watch Zelda become a legend on your Nintendo Entertainment System. Zelda! Which way you go? Yeah, it's strange enough. Did you know that years later he was the voice for the Crypt Keeper off of HBO? I did not know that, no. Yeah. That's funny, yeah. But All that right. that one stood out to me for it's a great sure. Great commercial, yeah, and it, it was effective because um, I wanted to play Zelda after seeing that, you know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so <clears throat> the weird thing was is I remember not having a clue what Zelda even was after seeing that commercial. <laughs> <It was> just, <laughs> right. You know, like I know they fla they would flash in little bits of gameplay. But uh, that guy on the screen was very distracting to me. Um, it's not that he, they made me not want Zelda. I didn't have a Nintendo during that campaign, so it wouldn't have made no difference either way. But I just remember, like, th that commercial always got my attention, and I always thought it was annoying, but, you know, I still like it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Because he was kind of annoying. But it was a very interesting campaign. I, I really wonder what they thought of us. Like, I don't know if it was Japanese guys running that ad campaign, you know what I mean? But, <laughs> right. You know what I mean? It seemed like their commercials were odd sometimes, you know, odd yeah. choices. But, um, yeah. I don't know. It worked, though. It, and yeah. we still think about that commercial, so it stuck Absolutely. with us. Well, how about um, some actual toys, uh, micro machines? Remember that guy who would talk real oh, fast yeah. and he had all the different micro machines and he would get all these words out and I swear that guy had to be on meth or coke or something because <laughs> he's just talking <clears throat> super fast and oh the micro machines and oh we got the micro machine boat and it comes with a trailer and da 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 and it would just go on down, down the line. And... Classically collectible, most midget miniature replicas of the real things. Micro machines. Dramatically detailed, stupendously styled, smaller than enough, this one or this one. And now with a totally terrific town, the new Micro Machine Super City Two Box playset. Closed, it's a mild matter two box. Open, it's a Micro Machine USA. Cruise your mini Micro Machine vehicles, planes, and boats to the police station, the marina, the mini motorcycle repair shop, the gas station, the construction office, work, the real working drawbridge, highway, passenger ramp, and garage doors. Or take a Micro Machine flying machine in for a landing. Phew, this place has it all. The new Micro Machine Super City Two Box playset from Galoo. The one and only outrageous original uh, yep. pictures, remember. But yeah, he was, uh, were constant. Oh, yeah, I think he was in the Guinness Book of World Records. As well, he had some notoriety, I think, before yeah, that campaign. Yeah, well, yeah, he had notoriety before that <laughs> for being the fastest speaker. Yeah, I don't remember what other ad campaigns he was in, if any. But I, when I remember seeing those commercials, like I know that guy. I've seen him before. Right. So maybe he was in other commercials or something. But oh, I, for sure, that guy. That guy know. had been around. <clears throat> Plus, he was even in. Um, I think I remember seeing him in like kid shows. 
like maybe mm-hmm. making yeah. an appearance on Sesame Street or something like that. I mean, maybe right. not that particular show, but something like that where he would make, you know, where they would have live action adults, you know, like they'd actually have adults on the cartoon or, or on yep. the show or whatever the kids show. I remember seeing him in different places, but that guy was mm-hmm. all over the place. Yeah. But um, those micro machine ads, man, when I hear them, like it's really nostalgic because they would always be played during cartoons and you wouldn't you wouldn't go through a Saturday or a week even after school, you know, watching the cartoons in syndication without hearing one of those commercials for a yeah. while. <clears throat> I had some micro machines. I like those. Those are cool. Yeah. Now that was that was really late eighties, wasn't it? Like maybe even early nineties. No, I think it, I think I'm eighty seven. Yeah, yeah, okay. That makes sense because yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, it went on for a while. I think by the early nineties was when it started dying out. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think it made it started to try to make a late comeback or make make a comeback in the mid to late nineties. Because I remember mm. Micro Machine put out those. Uh, they put out uh, Micro Star Wars. They had a bunch of different Star Wars. Uh, they ah. had a Star Wars set, and um, I remember. I think I picked it up. But I think I was like I don't remember seven that. or something like that. Yeah, but um, that that fast guy wasn't in the commercial. I can tell you that much. Mm. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. So I have a uh, member, my buddy. Yep, my buddy. That was uh, that song. Uh, I never had in my. I don't think I ever even wanted in my buddy no. because I'm not gonna lie. I don't think my father would have let me play with a doll. <laughs> I mean, it was the '80s, right? For but, sure. Um, so we got to give it a little bit of a free pass. But um, I, I never wanted a doll like that. But the commercial stood out because of the song, right? And then they yeah. always piggybacked on the kid sister. Yeah. Yes. They would always throw that kid sister on at the very end. Oh yeah, yep. there's also kid sister. But yep. Don't forget, we also have one for the girls, kid sister. Right. No, that was that was a great one, and also to uh, to piggyback on that one, I always think of like the Teddy Ruxpin commercial, because like yeah. to me those those were very close as far as their campaigns. I mean, I don't know how close, but I know they overlapped because I would remember seeing those toys, thinking, "Man, I hate these toys. I want like, yeah, I want something cool." But uh, the Teddy Ruxpin was like, "Hi, I'm Teddy Ruxpin. Can you and I be friends?" And I'd be like, uh-huh. "That would freak <laughs> yeah, me yeah. out. Like, <laughs> yeah. dude, no, get out of my house." Yeah, I never wanted a Teddy Ruxpin either. Never, no. never wanted. But I did. I I was always interested to wonder if what would you what would happen if you put in like a regular tape? Would his mouth like would it move? You know, like let's so you say put you put a, in you put a tape in him. I don't remember that. Yeah, you put a tape in a Teddy Ruxpin. Oh, a tape. I, would it have buttons on them? Like play and stop. Yeah, and all? there's something on it. But yeah, I I actually huh. have a Teddy Ruxpin. I found one a few years ago for a buck. Oh. But he has a cassette deck in the back of him, so you stick a cassette in it, and uh, I guess you press play, and then that's when he starts doing all his Teddy Ruxpin stuff. Now, did just his mouth move, or did his arms move and stuff, no, too? No, I, I think remember. it's just his mouth. Yeah, yeah. Maybe his eyes, too, or something? Maybe. I think his eyes might open and close or something, probably. Yeah. But definitely his mouth opens and closes. So I always wondered, man, what if you put in, like, Metallica or something? What he start <laughs> really, his mouth move really fast and look funny? <laughs> 
I, I, I forgot about that. I didn't know that it was a tape. I thought it was like a pre-recorded kind of thing. Like, yeah, you where know. you squeeze the hand and it starts talking. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. No, this one, uh, or no pull string or anything. This one's Dang, so there's like a whole mechanism in there with like the little motors. Man, yeah, that was, must be kind of heavy. I am kind of curious if mine works. I never did test it out. I, That's I funny. I think I brought it home and just set it down and forgot about it. I mean, it's still where it is, but uh, mm -hmm. yeah, I maybe test it out and put some put some video up of that would be funny see how Metallica, that works out <laughs> teddy, uh, teddy ruxpin yeah um i also had the the pow pow power wheels that's so funny that you said that because that was one of the last commercials i watched earlier was a power wheel screen. i was like oh, i forgot about this commercial you know, i never had yeah yeah I never had a Power Wheels, but my my rich friend that I've mentioned multiple times oh, on this yeah. podcast, Ryan, of course, he had several of them. You could pick any one you wanted. He had a couple of them. So as the only place I ever rode a Power Wheel was at his house. Um, and he had a big property, too, so he had lots of room to drive around on those things. But they, those are cool. And when my kids got old enough, when they were toddlers, I bought them. Uh, or they um, John Deere themed Power Wheels, mm -hmm. and man, they they love those things. They would ride around the backyard and crash into each other, and those are those are cool toys. Yeah, dude, that's an awesome toy. Oh yeah, I, I bought one. Well, we were given one for my oldest son when he was little. He had a Bigfoot, and mm -hmm. he would drive that thing around all over the place. Um, and then eventually, you know, he you know they outgrow it. And then uh, my oldest son. He ended up getting one, and it was like a, you know, like a Hummer or something. I don't know, but like a hum, like a Humvee, like a modern looking thing. Yeah, you know, whatever. Yeah, you know what I'm yeah. saying. Some sort of new truck, but it was all open. You know, but uh, that was pretty cool. But man, I never had a power wheel. Yeah, uh, no. yeah. I would have. Man, I, you're, I, it seems like you had a really cool friend to go hang out at, man. Oh yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. He was the same one that had the big GI I Joe. Know, uh, dude. Carrier and all the yeah. <laughs> That's where I, friends had a power wheel. <laughs> yeah, I had the one you had to pedal yourself. Ooh, the, uh, big wheels, I guess they call it. Yeah. Right? Yeah, that's just called had. a bike. But yeah, <laughs> no, no, yeah, you're right. The little power uh, big wheel. You know, those things are so dangerous, man. You're like down because we rode them on the road. Yeah. You know, we would come down the. I had a little hill at the front of my mm -hmm. house, and we would get on, go up the street and come down real fast and. You're like you know two foot off the ground when you're you're sitting on this. Why, why do you think wheel. you don't see them around exactly, as much? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like how many kids probably got ran over and they were? I mean it's horrible to think about what some of these toys were the demise of these children. I know, I know. It's so I wonder awful. what the percentages are. Yeah, that's crazy. But uh, I I never forget a real quick story. Um, it's a very uh, memorable story for me that I had my, my brother and I both had the generic uh, big wheels. They were just like blue and red and had like the black tires. And I ne I'll never forget one day we were going down the hill and the tires just like came off of mine. I, I skidded down the you know the hill and the tires went every which way, the back tires, and I was so upset. It's one of the few memories I have of my father buying my brother and I something that wasn't a Christmas present or a birthday present. It was just a random purchase. And one day we went out, you know, shortly after that. We went out in the backyard, and it, my father lured me over to the shed. And in the shed were two brand new Kawasaki, the green uh, big wheels for me and my brother. Oh, dude, and that's cool. They were the coolest. They were like a little more sleek, like in their in their shape and style. And they were the bright green. 
And I was so excited. To, and it was like for, just for no reason. And that never happened when I was a kid. Like we never got anything unless it was a special occasion. And that was one of the few times I remember getting something for nothing. And I was, I was super excited. And I'll never forget that. So that was really a <laughs> really cool thing. But they did have an ad campaign for those too. But I, can't, I, I didn't look it up and I can't remember what it was. Do you remember? Yeah, there was I don't a jingle. remember that one. But the, the Pow Pow Power Wheels for sure. Oh, yeah, that's the one that, that I think one of the most. really sticks in my head. Yeah. Well, that's all I had on my toy list. Did you have any well, more? Well, I, I threw one. I had another one on here, um, the Transformers commercial. And uh, it's nothing about the commercial itself that really sticks out other than at the end when the when the kid looks all yes. possessed. And he's like, robots in disguise. And he had the <laughs> green like, eyes. Oh, yeah, he's all possessed looking. You know so, what? Yeah. I, I did. I, I almost put, I, I meant to put that on my list now that you mentioned it. Because I remember seeing that. I was like, oh, I'm going to put that on there. But I never did. But, yeah, you're right. That I always wanted to be that kid who could talk like a robot and his oh, face yeah. would transform. Oh, yeah. He was cool. <laughs> and his eyes are all glowing green and everything. Yeah, that, that is uh, that is kind of funny. And also the GoBots campaign had a good song. That mighty robots, mighty vehicles. You know that yeah, one? Yeah, I do. So that had a good. Yeah, I didn't remember yeah. that before. <laughs> So I, I like both GoBots and Transformers, uh, as I mentioned before, as a kid. Well, so. what I also liked about the Transformer commercial, um, it even had a little bit of the cartoon in it. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, there was exactly, a look, yeah. you know, and granted, it wasn't much, but it's it's almost like seeing, a, you know, just more Transformers. Because during that time, man, like, that cartoon was, you know, white hot. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and, and to see, and usually the commercials had like a a little bit better animation too, because it was yeah, it looked, like well, specifically yeah, for the commercial. Great. Yeah, yeah, it looked really good. So you're right. Yeah. All right, let's do some let's let's do some serial commercials. So here's one, and when we were running down this list the other day, we I mentioned this, so I'm gonna you're gonna have to fake laugh this one again. But so you had <laughs> you had t- tricks, right? So you had this rabbit who is starving. And all he wants is some cereal. And these these dastardly little kids will not let him have any. They're tormenting this dude. Oranges, lemons, and grapes, I see. The fruit taste of tricks is all for me. Rabbit. Silly rabbit. Tricks are for kids. Silly rabbit. Tricks are for kids. He never gets to eat. Then on the flip side of it, you got Cocoa Puffs. Which I believe mm. is a rabbit as well. I think he's a rabbit. Oh, no. He's a, he's a cuckoo bird. Okay, well that makes sense. You know what? Absolutely, you're right. Because he goes cuckoo. Okay, that makes sense. He is a cuckoo bird. <laughs> well, he's tall. It's weird, but you're right though. That makes perfect sense because he goes cuckoo for cocoa puffs. Cocoa All right, yeah, and um, he doesn't want the cocoa puffs. He's trying to stay away from them, and these kids are tormenting him, chasing him, and then stuffing the cereal in his mouth, and he's flipping out. You know, it's like mm-hmm. it's like they're pouring alcohol down the mouth of an alcoholic or <laughs> right, giving right. drugs to a, a drug addict. You know what I mean? Like this or guy a cat, just he catnip to a cat. Yes, he's like, dude, just no, I'm good. He's always minding his own business, and these kids are just like, hey, I got an idea. You know that that crack addict over there, that cocoa <laughs> bird? Let's go, let's go stuff this in his mouth. It's tormenting. Yeah, it's the sugar high that all the kids get when they eat all that cereal. Too, exactly. Bouncing off the walls. Exactly. The, no commercial was ever more true than when that bird went cocoa or cuckoo. But yeah, so there's a couple. So what, what cereal commercials come to your mind? Uh, the Lucky Charms. They're magically delicious. That oh, yeah. Leprechaun. And boy, um, they, used, they would bring out those extra little marshmallows every now and then. Now with 
now with rainbow horseshoes you know uh-huh. it's like yeah okay. yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're gonna still have the same well, amount of mushroom or marshmallows in there or you so throw what more? was your fa- what was your favorite cereal as a kid uh, I mean, I think it bounced around. I definitely leaned into the chocolate cereals if that was a something, but I really liked Fruity Pebbles. So it was kind of like a toss-up between... That's my favorite. Fruity, Fruity Pebbles, Pebbles is my favorite. and like yep. a chocolate cereal, just depending on mood. Really, Cocoa Pebbles and Fruity Pebbles were... Yeah, they were my favorite because they were yeah, so really darn good. sweet. Yep. And I'm real funny about my cereal. I don't eat cereal much anymore, but I was... When I did as a kid, I was really particular about it. I would pour a little bit in at a time because yeah. I didn't. I hated it soggy. Uh-huh. Well, I was was curious when I'd see somebody on like a TV show or a commercial or somebody in real life that would pour this gigantic bowl of cereal, and I'm like, you know, a minute in, it's all mush. So mm-hmm. I would pour a little bit in, put some milk in there, eat it, and then do it again, eat it, and then do it again, eat it, you know, like four or five times. That's how I eat my cereal. Yeah. I would never eat just one bowl. It was like five small bowls because I so wanted it nice and crispy. if you were to eat the cereal now, would you do it that way? I would, yeah. Okay. Every once in a while, I'll have some Cheerios or like some granola or something, and I'll do the yeah. same thing. I'll have the milk there, and I'll eat a little bit, and I'll pour more in, pour some more milk in. And I'll do it like four or five times. Yeah, it's kind of a right. weird habit, but that's that's what I did because I hated soggy cereal. And those cocoa, or not cocoa uh, pebbles, but the regular, the fruity pebbles. Fruity pebbles. Man, when they were when they were fresh and crispy and oh, got that great. cold milk on there, oh man, yeah. they were so good. And when they're they, soggy, they're favorite. nasty. Yeah. 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 I mean, you still eat them, but I mean, they're not. They're at the peak when you first pour that. But uh, Cinnamon Toast Crunch was another one I liked a lot. Oh, yeah, they were good, yeah. Yeah, that was another one I would I would get a lot. Um, but And then, of course, you know, uh, they always had Captain Crunch cartoons. And oh, those, yeah, I mean, not right, cartoons, I mean commercials. Um, those were huge. Uh, yep. And I I didn't like those unless they had the berries. No, well, I liked them both, but... And, I heck, I even liked the peanut butter one, but... Um, the berries one is the best one, but man, it will murder your mouth. Go ha- go eat. I I dare you. Go eat like three bowls of lucky uh, of uh <laughs> like three consecutive days, just one Captain a day Crunch? of Captain Crunch the Crunch berries. But what you gotta does be it do? Get sucking your teeth? No, it just like messes up the roof of your mouth. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I think I'll pass on that then. I mean, I had a box of uh, Crunch berries like a year ago. Like I did, during the pandemic, and I was just like, well, you know, sitting around, might as, let's have some cereal, and uh, I got a big bowl and I ate it, and then like the next day I had a little more, and then by the third day, man, I was like, dude, what happened? What did I eat? So yeah. what what does it do? Like make it raw? Like yeah, it really makes like the roof of your mouth raw. Ah, uh, it'll wear you out. Now if you, I think if you did it in your system with those little micro bowls, you'd probably be all right. But I think <laughs> what you'd rather want is you want it, you want it more soggy. Maybe, yeah. Yeah, because the drier it is, like sandpaper. So I had another particular quirk that I did with other cereals. Um, and I don't know if this is that unusual, but when I had a cereal like Lucky Charms with, like, marshmallows or a cereal like like Crunch Berries that had, like, a, a a better, you know, you had the regular Captain Crunch in there, and the, the Crunch Berries were, were tasted better, you know, right? They were sweeter. Right. I, I would eat the lesser part first and save all the good stuff for last. Like, I would eat... Sure. The the regular 
puffs like if, if, of... If, if you had, like, Lucky Charms, you'd eat the stuff that tastes like cat food first, and then you'd eat those marshmallows. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I would have almost essentially... Now, I w- it wouldn't be just marshmallows, but it would be a heavy ratio of marshmallows to puffs. And right. it would so it would may, mostly taste like I don't know how you can call those marshmallows to be honest with you though they're not marshmallows no, they're not it's like marshmallows a, they, it's like molded sugar of some I don't know sort, what but, it is but it's gross yeah but um and the same thing with the crunch berries I would save all the crunch berries for last yeah and eat those independently for the most part mm. did you do that too or no I mean I, there's no. times there was times I did it not every time though but yeah there was times I would do stuff like that because um sometimes I would do it with uh with candy like um. Like a peanut M&M, I'd crack it so I can eat the chocolate off the peanut first <laughs> and then eat the peanut. You, you know what I'm talking about? I never did that, no. Yeah, you can, like, peel it, sort of. I mean, you know, yeah. in your mouth, obviously. You're not, you know, sure. But uh, I, yeah. I've never done that, though. Oh, yeah. Don't act like I'm weird. You're eating five bowls uh. of cereal, so, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, it's funny, though, because I think I mentioned this before in a different context, but, you know, my parents had to be pretty frugal because, you know, I was four kids and my mom didn't work. Um, so I, I we mostly ate generic cereal, and it was like a treat when we had a name brand cereal. So we would often get, like, you know, the plain Cheerios or just some off-brand, and they were always just awful, just never tasted anything as good as, like, the original stuff. Yeah. Um, but then, you know, every once in a while, if my mom had a, cu- a coupon and they were on sale, right. you would be treated with like a real Lucky Charms or a real Fruity Pebbles. But for the most part, we ate like the gen- generic stuff and it was just, gosh, it was awful. It's like eating cardboard. I, I have to say, man, as, as broke as we were and as, as shady as my dad was, I'm surprised <laughs> we never had bootleg cereal. We always just had the real kind, but... It, it wasn't just cereal. We had to bootleg everything. I mean, yeah. No. I remember we would have, I don't know where my mom got it, but we would have a big giant block of, of cheese, like in a cardboard. Well, we'd get that too because we'd get it for free. Maybe that. Maybe the, maybe we did too. I don't know. Yeah, like we got the government cheese, cheese for free. Yeah, the government used to give us cheese, man. Well, maybe they that's still we do got. now. If you're on a program with WIC, you can still get cheese. But back then, they they supplied the cheese. I was gonna say we were never on welfare or anything, but yeah, we we no, had that. No, it just it wasn't necessarily welfare. I mean, it, it, if you were on welfare, you obviously were getting the cheese as well. But um, yeah. it was just kind of like lower income, not necessarily mm-hmm. poverty. It just you know you're under a certain thing. Come get some cheese, or it might have just been given to anybody for all I know. But I just know that we always had we called it welfare cheese. Yeah, well, I know too. Like in school, I got cheaper priced lunches i was always embarrassed i was always making sure nobody ever saw me because like buy my lunch because i I got the discounted lunch price yeah yeah because i think it was primarily because we had we had you know we were four kids see man i could have got you out of all those 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 weird quirks because i was on free lunches the whole time i didn't care like i would be like whatever we're poor give me your maybe lunch. it was I'm maybe hungry. it was free it might have been free to be honest yeah, with you. It was I, free always, or I always got free lunches i never paid i never paid one time for my school lunch which was weird is because when my kids went to school and they're like yeah you know we need like three bucks four bucks i was like what you know what i mean <laughs> like, i ain't paying for that crap i used to eat, not want to eat it for free I and I would get the the breakfast kid. too, the the free the cereal in the morning. You go yeah. in the, and you would get a bowl of cereal and a little thing of milk and like eight packs of sugar, and oh, you yeah. would put all the sugar in the Rice Krispies or whatever, 
and man, yeah, because it would always be like cornflakes or rice yep. krispies or and I, I didn't, or something. I wasn't allowed to put sugar on it at home, but man, there was all there's just packs of sugar sitting right there at school. So yeah, <laughs> it went to sugar, but you little heathen well, man over there eating yeah. the sugar. <laughs> yeah, without my parents knowing about it, I guess I was a little rebellious after all. <laughs> but that's all I had for my cereal. Uh, well, I'll go was, one. I'll go one more. Um, the follow my nose campaign with uh, Toucan Sam. Oh yeah, yeah. You know that was always pretty big. With uh, you know, he'd pop out that nose and stick it on somebody, and they go fly around looking for his fruit loops. Yep. Yep. Um, and then another one. It's not cereal, but it's definitely a breakfast product. The Lego My Ego. Hey, Lego My Ego. Lego, my ego, Jessica. Yeah, that was. I had my that on my food Jordan. category, but yeah, that's. Absolutely yeah, I guess it was kind of food. I, well, since I'm already doing it, uh, and then Sunny Delight. I used to like that one Sunny Delight commercial where it's like, "What we got in there? Oh, we got this. You know, we got some water, got some purple stuff. You know." Yeah, like, I remember hey, that. Yeah, Sunny D. Yeah, like, oh, let's get the Sunny D. Yep, yeah. I remember that. And then you had the Kool-Aid. Oh, yeah. With the yeah. busting through the wall. Well, that's definitely oh, yeah. into our food category for sure. We might as well go there, but Kool-Aid yep. was yep. in mind for sure. That, yep. The oh, yeah, busting through the wall. And it's interesting to see how it got brought back into pop culture with, like, Family Guy and, you know, whatever. I've seen them, I've seen them a couple different spots, the Kool-Aid man again. And it's uh, it's funny because they, they, if it wasn't the the kool-aid the packets it was the kool-aid coolers those little squeeze things that they would push Ooh, on man us. those things were disgusting oh yeah and they would all it have didn't these... taste like kool-aid no they had all these different kinds it would always be too heavy in the It'd be like syrupy or something oh my gosh they were so disgusting yeah yeah now like, i love me some kool-aid though back yeah, in the day I would, I would make a big is, old is picture really of it my favorite oh, yeah. was the grape the purple grape i love that and the lime yeah, oh, yeah, mine was man. mine was fruit punch was always my top top go to. Um, grape was always my second, and then I never cherry liked the fruit or whatever. Punch. It would turn oh, my lips punch. all red. Yeah, I but didn't the like that. but the other one turned your lips purple. Yeah, but that was kind of cool. The oh. red just looked weird. Maybe I, maybe I was you know I thought I looked like a girl or something. <laughs> maybe oh, I don't know. Oh, I see. You're worried about the lipstick uh-huh. look. Huh? Yeah, yeah well. maybe that's what it was. But I, I honestly I didn't like the taste of the the fruit punch that much. I like the grape and the lime the most. I will take the Pepsi challenge with you and the grape and the fruit punch, and we'll make it right, <laughs> and we'll and we'll blindfold you, and then you tell me which one you like better. Man, making that stuff though, oh my gosh! You pour the packet in, and you pour like what two giant cups, cups or something of sugar. Of sugar? Oh right. my gosh! And it was just sit on the bottom. You had to stir it up. Stir it with a big but spoon. You're, oh, you're just essentially drinking sugar. Uh-huh. It's just awful. That's <laughs> <laughs> good. Better than soda, I guess. I, I don't know. Was it? I guess so. Soda because soda's got all those so. chemicals and all yeah, too. Yeah, it's, it's just water and a little bit of fruit coloring and or a little food coloring. I guess it has to be a little bit of flavor in there. But what's weird is yeah. you ever try to eat the the Kool Aid? You know, like the stuff in the packet. I um I'm sure I did, but yeah, I, it and it's wasn't. just like ooh, <laughs> like be, it doesn't yeah, taste yeah because right. it's not sweet exactly. So it's, it's just kinda, the flavor, yeah, yeah. So it doesn't taste good. But then they had the Kool Aid that was pre mixed with sugar, right? Too right. You could just those scoop. little canisters. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, you could get and that it had too. a little I, scoop in it. You could scoop out a couple, stick it in the pitcher, add the water. No, those were good. That's another thing though that we had generically was we had some other fake Kool Aid. 
Man, that, and and yeah, I know. Talk to my mother, and uh, we went. We need it to was get a her treat. on the podcast. And like, <laughs> yeah. here. You went over the line with the fake Kool Aid. Oh, I can tell you some stories about. Let, let, <laughs> let me just jump. We're on food, so I can talk about this. So check this out. My mother would freeze everything, and I mean everything. So we had to go down in the dang basement freezer and get loaves of bread. And thaw the bread out, and have sandwiches that were kind of frozen. Then we had microwaves. We kind of put the microwave so the outside of the bread was hot and inside was still cold. It was a nightmare. So and then because I guess you know my my grandparents, you know, were like Depression era. So they 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 were like they were paranoid about not having enough food, and they could not get out of that mentality. So it it transitioned into my mother. Mm -hmm. My mother adopted this this mentality. So the worst part was, though, speaking of cereals and food and milk, she would freeze milk. So I'd have to go down in the freezer and get this milk that is now, the jug has now turned into a round ball because it expanded. Right, it you know, the freezer, it's so weird. You couldn't yeah. even slip your hand into the handle because it would turn into a big ball. So we had to either, either you know, think ahead of time and get the milk out and let it fall out or... Put it in the microwave and try to thaw it out halfway oh, and mix no. it. Oh, it was a nightmare. So I would eat cereal often with ice chips in in the cereal because we had to drink frozen milk. I never had fresh milk that I can remember. So we get on my mom, my my siblings, and I always tease her that we had to you know thaw out the milk and eat frozen bread all the time. And it was kind of a that's kind of a funny thing that we always tease her about these days. But yeah, that was my experience. Uh, with frugal parents in the 80s. Uh, yeah. It was really my mom, not my dad, but, you know, eating generic foods and government cheese and frozen bread and milk. Yeah, that, yeah. Was, my, that, was, my, that was my eating experience well, as a child. one of my food commercials was the Hamburger Helper commercials. Oh, yeah. Where they had yeah. the little glove, and he's got oh, a Hamburger yeah, yeah. Helper, helps your hamburger, helper makes a great meal. When he did the Italian one, it was, makes a great meal or something. He said it all <laughs> right. Italian, right? Yeah. I hated Hamburger Helper. My mom would make it all the time, and she did not make it well. So, now, I mean, I don't even know how it would taste at its peak. Whatever the best Hamburger Helper mix is, I never got it because she would always undercook it or overcook it, and it was garbage anyway, and I hate it. So, when I was See? going through those commercials earlier, and that Hamburger Helper commercial came <laughs> on, and I was like, you're the reason. <laughs> like, I hate you. <laughs> That's funny because I... Don't remember eating a lot of that as a kid, but as a young adult, I remember I kind of really latched onto that because I, I, I love beef, yeah. And put that hamburger in there, and it's real salty and flavorful. Mm-hmm. So I, I always kind of liked Hamburger Helper. I haven't had it yeah. in forever, but uh, the only one that I did like is when she made the lasagna one, because it mm-hmm. seems like that's the one she wouldn't mess up as much. But like, I mean, there was yeah. a stroganoff one, and there was a tuna mm-hmm. helper, yeah. and oh my yep. god, yep. it was oh I hated them all. Um, <laughs> well, here's something my mom did that I could not stand is she would make Jello, which I loved as a kid, and she would put little pieces of carrot in the Jello. Now, what mother makes a treat, a sugary treat for their kid, and then ruins it with a vegetable in there? And she would say, "Oh, it makes it crunchy. It's so good." I'd be like, "Mom, you, I'm not going to eat this now." And she would make lime, my favorite Jello, and uh-huh. it would be little slithers of carrots in the Jello. 
and she thought it was the greatest thing in the world. See, I love the fact that you like lime because I'm a big lime proponent, and I yeah. know people who don't like lime and lemon, and I'm like, what is wrong with you? Man, I love lime. Lime is my favorite. What I, the main thing I drink besides coffee now are those uh, sparkling waters, and lime okay. is my favorite. Yeah. Um, and um, yeah, lemon lime and lime is, is um, and also I love uh, Mexican food. And right. I, I always put and like lime and, and cilantro. Yeah, oh absolutely. my gosh, yeah. Oh yeah. So big, big fan of lime. That's one of my favorite flavors. Yeah, for sure. And like when I ate gum and stuff as a kid, like lime and grape were probably my two favorite like candy flavors. Grape definitely yeah. was up there. Mine was always whatever the fruit punch kind of melody is, or like a fruit, whatever uh -huh. that blend is. I was always big on that, big on grape. I always liked lime. Um, and, one I never, sometimes... I never liked was like orange. I no, I didn't either. Flavor. But I did. Yeah. I did get into watermelon sometimes, especially. Oh, gum. watermelon was great, especially gum, yeah. like Hubba Bubba watermelon. That yeah. was awesome. Yeah. Those were other yeah. great commercials too. I remember. I remember thinking that John Wayne used to be in the commercials. At, at some point, that memory was stuck in my head, and when I went back there and looked at him, it wasn't John Wayne, but it was like a cowboy. You know, because they hmm. would go out and act like they were gonna. Um, they were gonna have a shootout, and they'd be like, "Draw." And they would oh, basically yeah, they that. would blow bubbles, and the one guy's yeah, bubble that. went all over his face. I remember that, yeah. Because the funny. big the big draw to Hubba Bubba was you can blow a big bubble, but it it'll you can stick it back in your mouth afterwards. It doesn't it's not it doesn't disintegrate. You know, it coats mm -hmm. together or whatever it was. But uh, right, yeah. So I'm gonna rapid fire a couple here because we're kind of going a little long. I don't yeah, want to. Yeah do too much but let me i'll give you a couple of my foods you can give me a couple of your foods with okay. rapid fire yep. them huge one was the mr al tootsie pop oh yeah i have to, i've got that one on there too yeah I and mean, the countdown you know it's three the thing bites into it mr owl how many lips does it take to get to the tootsie roll center of a tootsie pop let's find out one two three how many lips does it take to get to the center of a tootsie pop the world may never know um, one I remember hearing a lot, especially when I was at my grandparents, because they were probably marketing it towards older people, was uh, the Folgers coffee. Like the best part of waking up is Folgers in your cup. And yep. There yep, was yep. well, t frankly, there was a ton of coffee ones that could have went into this, but that was one that kind of stuck in my head. Um, we talked about the Kool Aid Man, the double mint gum. There was always yep. the twins. Yep, yep. You always had the double mint, double fresh, double this, double that. There's a whole bunch of twins on the commercial, so those were always yep. pretty cool. Um, I'll give one more here, uh, and the whatchamacallit, that candy bar. Candy bar, yeah. They'd be like, give me, he goes, what are you eating there? And he's like, a whatchamacallit. And he goes, yeah, well, I know that, but what's it called? He goes, I told you. And he goes, what'd you say? I, I said the name. What's the name? It's a whatchamacallit. <laughs> and, you know, it's like the yeah. who's on third thing or whatever. And, yep, and yep. uh, yeah, but man, those candy bars are still good. I, I'll still eat those. And I know maybe you're, don't, are you eating candy at least? Do you eat candy, Duke? No, not really. I, don't, oh, I, don't, I, mean, I, I mean, I I take it back. I don't eat like I'll have a treat every night. Tara and I will sit down and have our tea, and we'll have a piece of chocolate or something, but nothing yeah. like a candy bar. Mm -hmm. Every once in a while, I'll get a hankering for a candy bar, and I'll grab like a Snickers. I always well, like that's Snickers why you're bars. in good shape. I mean, you're, you're <laughs> I'm not really you're, that good you're, shape. You're chiseled over there. Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> but uh, well, you got a okay, couple well, rapid fires. Go for yeah, it. Yeah, real quick. You mentioned that Folgers. I put on here the. Remember the Peter comes home. Yes. Folgers? Yeah, that was a big one. And I was gonna bring that up. It was supposed to be a. I was gonna bring it up, but I didn't want to have to explain it. But you go ahead. <laughs> well, real quick. It's 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 one of the longest running commercials of yes. all time. It ran it ran for thirteen years. Yep. 
And, uh, man, that really, it's really cheesy, but it kind of pulls at your heartstrings a little bit, especially back then. Yeah. Um, but it, it's a good, it was a good campaign, obviously. It, it was very, very effective. And I think the same actor did another Folgers commercial, like, in the 2000s or something. They redid maybe... it in 2009. But yeah, then it, yeah. I, I was reading, see, it's funny that you bring it up, because I was reading a little bit about it earlier today. And it said it had some weird, it hinted at incest Yes, overtones I, or something in I the don't remake know what that's about. commercial, not the original one, but the the, right, the newer right. one. I had to watch. I was going to watch it, but I didn't get to it. But um, it's probably it's supposed nothing. To, I mean, there's no way they did that on purpose. It's probably no, something no, 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 somebody... no. It's probably somebody just looking into something. But yeah. you know, uh, it supposedly had a weirder tone to it. But you're right. Yeah. That that one commercial was a big commercial, though. So Oops. then I've, I've I had the Tootsie Pop one here too, and I I just wanted to mention. I think from what I saw, that is probably that could be the longest running ad ever. Right. That, that was Might 50 be. years ago. And I think they still run that unchanged ad to this day. Um, every once in a while, I think. So I think right. that has the, the record for longest running ad. That's the one, the two, whoo, and he bites the yeah. Tootsie Pop. Yeah. So, and then I had, what would you do for a Klondike bar? I always like those commercials. One. Oh, for sure. Because you had these, you know, adults, you know, acting like monkeys and stuff and being silly, right. and they were well, kind of making me laugh. Well, plus the jingle was very appealing to children. Yeah. Anytime I would hear that commercial, it always, like, you know, like, it felt like it was designed for me to hear it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they were funny. They were always a funny yeah. commercial. Always made you laugh a little bit. And then uh, I just, one more, I just threw the uh, time to make the donuts for Dunkin' Donuts was one that right. stood right, right. out. Yeah, they drew that kind of droopy-eyed guy time to make the donut scoots in there because it's so early that's kind of the thing they're fresh because the guy gets in there so early that's kind of the mm-hmm. what they're what they're going for there but yeah those are kind of memorable as well time to make the donuts time to make the donuts great donut makers aren't born they're made the donuts. i'll say one more for this category and that was well this actually isn't for this category but you made me think of it um, the 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 crying Indian that Iron Eyes Cody, when he's uh, he's standing there and he's like, you know, our people are you know been you know with this nation for all these years and now people are destroying it and he's in a canoe and and anyways, some people are driving by in their car and they're throwing trash out the window and then he starts to cry. He's I like, remember that, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yep. Uh, <laughs> and it's like that commercial and the like the Smoky Bear commercial the oh yeah you know like the only you could prevent forest fires is like oh, man yeah. they used to play those commercials a lot in my area during cartoon or at least early eighties anyways I remember seeing those a lot for but, sure for sure I had a couple in my other category I'll go rapid yeah 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 for sure too. we got the other one uh, go for it we got the Chia Pet Chia 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 yep that's huge um. I always kind of wanted to try that out, and never did. Um, you put a plant in there, and it grows like hair or something. Yeah, it's like moss I, or I something. I actually have a zombie chia pet, but I never used it. It's I picked oh, it up cool. at a yard sale for like a quarter, and uh, it's and, still. And there. then in the, in the same vein, you've got the clapper, clapper, clapper on, clap absolutely. off the clapper. So that was a little uh, early technology of wireless, kind of like turning lights on and off. You clap. I never had one, but it's kind of silly. Like, commercials are somebody laying in bed and they're clapping trying to turn the lights off but um that that jingle was very memorable you know and it, i think that ad ran for quite a while as well oh for sure clap on clap off clap on clap off the clapper and then you've got these this the drug brain on drugs remember that yep. one? Oh yeah uh it's a very short simple commercial it was 
a little overly dramatic, but I guess got to the point. Uh, you know, 80s was big uh, anti-drug campaigns going on with the Reagan administration and everything. Oh, yeah. Um, so you had the, you know, this is your brain, this is your brain on drugs. It was the egg frying in the pan. Any questions? And that was the end of the commercial. <laughs> right, very... but, don't, but don't forget, like, the sister commercial to that one. And that was the one where the dad walks in, he has, like, some weed in his hand or something, and he confronts his son. He's like, yep. what is this? Where'd you get this? I taught you better than that. Answer for, you know, answer for yourself or whatever. And he's like, I learned it from watching you, Dad. I learned it from watching you. And then the guy's just like, ah, like, shit. Yeah. You were paying attention? You know I, what I mean? Like, I've got that on my list. I watched that last night, and I was cracking up watching it. I was like, oh, my gosh, that is a stare. yours? No. I mother said she found it in your closet. I don't know. One of the guys must have. Must have what? Look, Dad, it's Where not. Where did you get it? Dad, answer I... me. Who taught you how to do this stuff? You, all right? I learned it by watching you. Parents who use drugs have children who use yeah. drugs. Oh, I, love I that mean, what, first of all, I mean, I don't know. How could that ever possibly be effective for anyone? Like, who is that? Who is that going to help? A commercial like that? It's I guess. I mean, you know, what? It, it probably is people who are already in it. You know what I mean? Like who's that, that stuff's already happening? Because I can't see that being a prevention, unless maybe some parent. I don't know. I guess all right. I think what it's for is they're trying to guilt trip some pot smoking parents to quit smoking in front of their kids. I guess, but this guy was the furthest thing from a pot smoking parent. He's some like nerdy looking guy, like office. Well, he obviously on. still gets down because his son learned it. <laughs> and I what mean. parent that that smokes doobies in their house enough for their kid to see them? Is going to come berate them. I don't know. The whole thing just makes well, sense to me. Well, the premise a is commercial. a little shaky. I'll give you that. Um, <laughs> let me let me fire off a couple real quick. We got the children's, uh, the Christian Children Fund. You know, uh, Sally Struthers and a couple oh other people. Gosh. For only seventy cents a day, you oh, can those. Uh, you can buy a pack of gum, or you could help some kid in Africa get eye surgery. Yeah, and then you're just I like those. Well, it's like, well, good lord, why am I ever buying gum? I could be, you know, <laughs> like, I mean, it's a real major guilt trip. But early, yeah, and they show these kids with flies all over their oh, head, flies and all over their face. Yeah, it was terrible. I hated those commercials. Yeah, um, this one, uh, this one had a long run too because uh, they kept bringing it back, and that was the Energizer Bunny commercial, the still going yeah. thing. I got that, that one too, went yeah. on for years. Yep. Uh, so that one was pretty interesting little, and I believe that started as a, um, I'm not sure if it started as a Super Bowl commercial, but I remember one year at the Super Bowl, it it did that thing where you're watching a commercial and then all of a sudden the bunny went through it, and you're like, oh whoa, like you know it did a crossover kind of thing, and uh, they really kept that campaign going for a long time because I know the premise of the original commercial was. You know, they put the batteries in this Energizer thing, and it just keeps going. It won't stop. And then now they're doing another commercial, and this Energizer bunny pops back in. But usually yeah, you could yeah. tell the commercial looked a little bootleg. You're like, oh, I'm uh-huh, just right, right. commercials. But every now and then, like, they would have, like, one that looked legitimate. And then it would, the Energizer bunny would pop in. So I always thought that was cool. But, yeah. I mean, we can't talk about commercials without talking about beer commercials, man. Okay. All right. You have Spuds McKenzie. For whatever reason, oh, yeah, they're yeah, getting yeah. this drunk, this dog drunk, 
And man, Spuds McKenzie, and there's no way this wasn't aimed towards kids because everybody in my class loves Spuds McKenzie. Everybody wanted to have a Spuds McKenzie shirt. They thought it was cool. Everything about it was cool. And uh, that was the dog with the red circle over his eye, right? Uh, I don't know if it was red, but he definitely had a circle on his eye. Oh, okay. And mm-hmm. uh, then the another infom- commercial legend kind of thing is the medical medic alert bracelet that I've fallen and I can't get up. I've fallen and I can't get up. Oh yeah, yeah. So that's another thing. But that that much like the where's the beef became this phenomenon, this meme. Where you know it was on T-shirts and everybody's saying it all the time. It was you know, parodied on you know TV shows and probably SNL and everything. So that was yeah, that was quite the phenomenon for sure. Huge. Another beer commercial would have been the Bud Light, the Give Me a Light thing. I mean, they've had so many Bud Light campaigns and Budweiser campaigns, but one I remember early on I used to like because they put. It, I don't know how long the campaign went on, but it would be like there would be people in a bar and a guy would walk up to the bartender and he said, give me a light, and then like a torch would fly by and have a... It'd be on fire, and he's like, oh, no, 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 a Bud Light. And then, oh, you want a Bud Light. <laughs> so there was always like some sort of miscommunication going. Like they would ask for a light and the E.T., you know, like an alien spaceship would go to beam him up. He goes, no, 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 Bud Light. And he's like, oh, okay, here's your beer. So I always like those. Um... The taste great, less filling, the argument with Miller Lite. It'd be like, oh, Miller yeah, Lite yeah. tastes great. And then half the bar's like, you mean it's less filling? And then everybody's about to fight because it's either it tastes great or it's less filling. And frankly, it's neither. It doesn't taste <laughs> great. And it will fill you up just like any other light beer. So it's uh-huh. just... Um, and I'll go with the last one. I'll say, how about the one that will never happen again is... Uh, I believe it was a Calgon commercial, and not the Calgon Take Me Away one, but the one where the lady comes in to, like, her dry cleaner, and she's like, how did you get this stain out? And he's just like, oh, can't tell you. It's an ancient Chinese secret. And then uh, she's like, okay. And then she looks in the back, and, like, she sees the wife pouring the stuff into the washing machine, and she's like, ancient Chinese secret, huh? Like, she catches them. Remember those? <laughs> I do, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it's just like... Uh, you know, he had a very, you know, Chinese or, you know, like the way he talked, you know, was very, um, I don't yeah, know, we could stereoty- probably do a whole episode on, on politically incorrect and right. stereotype <laughs> We probably commercials. could, but that one was pretty bad. Yeah. Anyway, that's all I got, man. Yeah, I, I think we covered quite quite a quite a bit there. Um, uh, the 80s were wacky in, in more ways than one, and, and commercials are, are no different. Uh there's interesting changes that have been made in how things are marketed. Let's say that uh, since the '80s, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So, but yeah, there was uh, so many memorable ones, and it was uh, really fun talking about them. And um, I guess we haven't really discussed what we're going to do next next month, but um, like like always, we'll figure something out. <laughs> <laughs> we plan ahead. We're, we're really prepared. We we map these out months at a time. Yeah, I, I have nothing, uh, but we'll figure something out. So <laughs> we were a little late getting this one out this month. So um, yeah, sorry yeah, about that. Been... Work work has still been a little weird. Oh, no. and, um, Same with everything. me, man. Work has been but... work has been crazy for me too. It's been very very busy early summer for me so far. So, but we'll try to get the next one out a little more on time. But absolutely, I guess that's that's our show. So that was uh, that was fun. Remember to go to our Discord if you want to look at some pictures. Like I said, I got a couple to throw on here. And um, 
Uh, you can try to the beat the bandy challenge, as I mentioned, and try to play some Rad Racer. And I'm not sure what he's going to pick for next month, but um, I need to see what that's going to be. But thanks for listening, and we will see you next time. It's the 2600 from Atari. I'm having chest pain.